Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 483 and 583. Yep, another partials. Starting with 483 from August 5th, 1997, featuring Bobcat Goldthwaite. This is a newer uh, partial from the L-Tape collection. It's a short uh, 45-minute-ish clip. There is a 66-minute version out there that's been combined by another user, but they kept the 16-kilobyte source audio. Uh, there is probably a way to patch in some Toby Dog tape at the beginning or the end of this one, but the audio quality is so subpar, it's not worth doing yet. So, this is probably the best-sounding version you're going to find of this Lost Bobcat episode with a really spirited Bob. Uh, it's before the Octobats were on with him. It's an interesting episode. It helps flesh out that later appearance from 97. And 583, which is the last show of 1997, it's a partial from an old Toby Dog tape. Adam tries to have the listeners uh, help him decide his radio personality. Hmm. It seems to be the last show of the year. It could also be out of sequence. Those Toby Dog tapes are pretty rough with the dates and the audio due to the people who transferred them and their policies on discovering dates and sharing content. And also not owning top of the line gear or making their own transfer rigs. Hmm. There's also a third unknown clip where the first mason jar caller uh, phones in and explains himself. The air date is completely unknown. It's something from 97. It may have already aired as part of another show in the feed, or it could be a lost piece of an existing incomplete recording. Really, it's its best to have the listeners uh, source this stuff, so if you notice anything or if you know what this is, feel free to let us know. I'll put a correction in the next intro or the next ten intros, whenever it catches me, and uh, we won't be able to further complete and solidify this archive and get it on. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1995, we think, for some of it. And some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, even though they unfollowed me. On Facebook, Podcast One as well. And PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a Podcast One.com production. The following program is a Podcast One.com production. All right. When we come back... Jingle bell, jingle bell. <laughs> Douglas will sing jingle, jingle bells. all the way. Man. What a body. Love line, I'll be right back with more innuendos that could get you in trouble. Dig those crazy bumpers. Hey, get away from my car. Wow. What a power plant. Hi, this is Jennifer Gray, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, my little princess, Jennifer Gray. About time to have her back on the show. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. You, you got her home number? I could probably find it. <laughs> I like the booking policy here. Yeah. Adam calls you up. Hey, what are you doing, man? Here's how we book Loveline. Either I run into them at a restaurant, or I call Bob at home and ask him. Hey, uh, man, what are you doing? You coming in? Well, not all. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's quite an elaborate. It's like uh, you know, I'll, you know, I don't have the best relationship with Leno, but you know, he never called me to get me on this show. Like, hey, so uh, what? How's Tuesday looking? Is that good? Is that Tuesday good? Well, Anne does what she can, and then uh, you and, uh, know, <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> and it's great to call Bob because he's always poolside. Yeah, well, it's always a fuzzy connection. I'm down at the grotto. 
You know, you're painting his image of me as, as half. Well, you're sort of the valley's equivalent to half. I am the I am the the valley's half. I uh, yeah, <laughs> you really are. You have. I a, like to pretend that uh, that this isn't what's going on, but yeah, there's a lot of you have you have a you have a good-looking blonde wife. You have a, a scaled-down hillside mansion i mean it's sort of um, you know it's sort of playboy mansion west i it's, would say it's, it's the uh, compound it's the uh, mansion starter kit right right and uh, bob's house is very very funky very eclectic but uh, very cool exactly what you'd think uh bobcat gold is there actually a conflict between you and leno no, well, no, no, you lit a set on fire I mean, yeah and i would understand why i would be mad at that but uh no, he he would book me on the show again, and then he wouldn't have me on after I was on John Stewart, and I said that I thought he killed Ron and Nicole for the material, and then <laughs> oh, I got canceled. Lovely. But the last time I ran into the guy, uh, I was at Cuckoo Kuru. Not that I'm endorsing Cuckoo Kuru, just uh, that's where I was. Cuckoo Chicken. Yeah, the Cuckoo Kuru Chicken. Out on uh, Ventura. Yeah. Right. And uh, he was taping one of his wacky comedy bits, and uh, and uh, and uh, like he walks by the table. Now I'm not saying he did it, but I got hit by a spitball, oh, by really? either by Leno or by his flunky. Wow. And my daughter's like there with me, going, "What is that guy eight? <laughs> I got a spitball. It hit me, and then it fell in my soup. Your, your daughter's eleven, right? And she's ten. <laughs> I guess we showed him. <laughs> Set my fat on fire. I'm gonna go get him a snuggie. <laughs> Uh, Bob, what else? Oh, my mic's getting weird again. What else are you working on other than uh, we all know the uh, triumphant success of Hercules? Are you are you working on anything else? Any other talks with the Disney folks about possibly uh, doing something else? For well, me? I'm already employed at Disney. You know, I do the Unhappily Ever After. That's on Sunday nights. I'm the uh, voice of the foul mouth rabbit on the Warner Brothers Network, the uh, Federal Witness Relocation Program Network. <laughs> Yeah, Sammy the Bull's got a show coming on there. <laughs> How long is that show on? Like its third season now? I don't know, like third or fourth. They started it up screwy, so so we're not, we're, you know, we're mid season, so I don't know when we're starting. But we started this week. All right, but it's a paycheck. I go in, uh, you know, uh, Ron Levitt, funny guy, the guy who created uh, Arthur and him, uh, you know, creators of Married with Children. You go in. You get in a puppet outfit and you go to work. I, I, uh, no, I don't. I sit there, with, you know. You do the voice. Yeah, I sit in a, a, a little booth. Do you do it live I yeah. mean, when they tape live? I don't even have to wear pants. It's a great job. You know, and I still manage to screw up. That's the other thing. They give me a script, and, and I'm like, ugh. And everyone, the studio audience is funny because it's a puppet, but every once in a while, the puppet says very grown-up words, you know? Right. Like, uh... You don't break wind into the mic like you do when you're on Love Line the no, TV No, but what show, I do, do is I just, while, uh, just before they go action, I run out. And I and I fart on the head of Alan Troutman, the man who operates the puppet, because <laughs> he's in this hole with the rabbit stuck right. on his arm. Right. Uh, if I see anybody lower than my waist, I fart on them. Oh my god! I, I, but I don't go until if my grandmother fell off her walker, I would break wind. But it's on always her. like it's like all right, five, four, and I run out, <laughs> two, one, and then uh, <laughs> he's got to work. Uh, do we want to, uh, is, is Douglas going to sing guy, for us? Troutman just got done. What? He had this Sorry. big job doing the puppets on the dude, Dr. Doolittle. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, so it's like, you know, millions and millions of dollars. He's running all these computer animated uh, puppets, and he had like a staff of six or seven, and, uh, 
Come Friday, he's back to uh, doing a puppet that uh, rivals Lamb Chop. He's a sphincter boy. And Bobcat's that, and ass. And I'll be farting on his head, and we'll be breaking for lunch, and he's going to go, a little help here. Let me little ask, help. Let me ask Someone you about Someone get the couch off me. Let me ask you seriously about gas for a second, Bob. <laughs> You've lost a lot of weight over the last yes. few months. It doesn't make a difference. No, because I'm on the, I'm onto the protein, uh, you know. And, uh, man, that stuff's fuel for that. That's Every day's the 4th of July with the protein powder. So what's your... What's your... I could play Lady of Spain for you right now out of my ass <laughs> if you want, honestly. So you may not have the volume oh, yeah. that you had last time, but you have the frequency? No, it's, 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 it's increased. Oh, really? Yeah, right. I don't... Well, let's see if we can work some up during the show. Uh, uh, does Jordan want to sing Jingle Bells? Or, uh, sorry, Douglas. Jordan, sing? Oscar. You want to sing? Spanky. Which kid is this? No. That's uh, Douglas. Douglas? Carrie. Douglas. Yeah. You're 21. Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> Douglas is going insane because he's a huge Disney fan, and of course, uh, here's the voice of uh, the Disney right, right before his eyes. Oh, for Christ's sake! When I was uh, <laughs> my big, we are worms. big excitement for me was for was uh, watching Dad push the mower. Douglas gets to come in here and see the uh, cast of the latest Disney and, film. And get a bunch of Hercules. Uh, oh. My kids are the whole other uh, spectrum, but we won't get into that. We got a caller. Carrie. Yes. Hey, you're 21. Yes. I have a question. I have a Norplant put in my left arm, and I've had it for about 10 months now. Okay. And that's a factory? I what? It's a factory, the Norplant factory? I'm not no. familiar with this. Norplant is a birth control device that's Ooh. inserted underneath your skin. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I had and, a, how, and how does that work, the Norplant? It's, it's basically the same as what the What are they pill. sticking under her skin? You, you know, you're Something from, that makes her you're, smell you're real bad? Enough <laughs> It gives her a real strange funk, and no one wants to procreate no. with her. What's, it's it's it, for those that whether is it a hormone deal? Yeah, it's same as the pill. Basically, it's released slowly over three uh, to five it, years, though. Yeah, five five yeah. years is what they said. Yeah, and you I stick went, it in. It lasts for five years. Yeah. Oh no, this is uh, Adam is uh, instituting this in his utopia. Uh, in my utopia, there will be a Norplant uh, inserted with each check cut for welfare or, uh, or child support. Child support. All yeah. right, zig hell, baby. <laughs> Okay, what's uh, up? <laughs> oh, yeah, says. I, <laughs> that's what I tell him. Go, go ahead. Okay, well, um, they warned me. I, I went to Planned Parenthood and got this put in, and uh, I didn't. I don't have medical insurance. Mm -hmm. So, um, what are they going to yank it out of your arm? They do no, sometimes. This is the problem. They, they warned me that I would have my period for about eight months, mm -hmm. and um, it's not having. It's really not having your period. It's it's having. It's mid-cycle bleeding, or irregular bleeding. Yeah, irregular bleeding, but I've never stopped. And, and that I've, can happen. I mean, that's part of the deal with these, these... That's just not, like, the thing, though. I've lost, like, about 45 minutes. Hold, hold on a second. I've had uh, it. Douglas, Douglas, don't play with the guitar, please. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy's work. Uh... You've lost 45 pounds because, why, you nauseated or? Douglas? No, um, for a month straight I was dizzy and it was normal yeah. for me. Yeah. And uh, I have a two-year-old daughter. Yeah. And after I, I, I wanted something really easy for me to not have to deal with the pills. Does she have the Norplant? The what? Right. Does she have the Norplant yet? Adam would have her have him. Oh, yes. Uh, no, when she's 16, she's going to be on Oh, wait a minute. What color is she? What color is she? Yeah. Uh, we're... we're Caucasian. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you're cool. All oh, right. Yeah. Oh, is he just... Oh, oh I'm just playing in a wow. Bob's hand, please. All right. All right. Even go Bob ahead. doesn't go there. <laughs> Bob, oh, but Bob's a guy. Bob's an arsonist. Are you kidding? He looks at my house and he goes, oh, boy, this would be a nice little militia. <laughs> 
This would be sweet. You got turrets and everything. Could, you got a turret. We could stockpile. Put a couple of claymores down on the oh, street. Man, We're good. Peanut butter and mylar jackets you could put in there. Uh, so you got to put in. Yes, and, and um, I want for my period to stop. And sometimes um, it's so heavy that yeah. it's like I get scared. Have you gone back there to talk no, to No, I haven't gone back. Right. Um, there there a- may be some ways. First of all, you need to be tested to make sure there's not something else going on, like a thyroid condition or something that is predisposing you to have such what's called dysfunctional uterine bleeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, this really is not that because you're on the pill and it's a common side effect of the pill, but may- maybe it is that. And there may be ways that they can manipulate the hormones in such a way as to what's called, what would be called stabilize the endometrium. But there may not be. This may just be the way this particular product affects you. And if that's the case, and if you find this is an intolerable side effect, it may have to be terminated. In the meantime, be sure you take iron supplements. Hey, Carrie. And I'm not yeah. just talking about multivitamins with iron. I'm talking about uh, the railroad, railroad tracks. Yeah, like Slow Fee or Fiasol, something like that over the counter, okay? Carrie. Yeah? Guess Bobcat's age. Um, 40. All right, now we're talking. Uh, Thank you. I used to watch him on BH1 and uh, Police Academy. I love his scream. (laughs) Yeah, give her her a quick cackle, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Give it it to her. See, look Thank at that. You. But, uh, but God bless like. Carrie for getting on the Nora plan and taking care of business. She has one. Absolutely. Now. I feel and, cheap. And she has no health insurance that she's taking uh, She's taking full advantage of available resources. I want Nora plan in both arms but the point when that, I'm elected. This is the point that there is, for people who are motivated and look into things, there is treatment available to you out there. You just have to do a little footwork. You put the thing in and you're good for five years? She went to Planned Parenthood. We didn't ask her what she paid, but it might have been zero. But what if she wants to, like, suddenly, you know, finds the guy and wants to pound out, out a kid? Take it out. Take it out. It's like they're like little just tiny... pull the arm off and shake it. They're like, right out. They're like about half the size of, of half the diameter of that. What do they look like? Ringworm in your arm? Mm-hmm. They look yeah. like little, little, like little cigarettes lined up. Sort of fan. No, out. you know, um, I'll, tell you what it, I'll tell you what it looks like. Uh, you, you see in the NFL... Yeah, uh, I'm familiar with that. You like uh, the big, blu- uh, big NFL, buff... Uh, yeah, okay, I'll keep going. Scarification. Yeah, the big buff uh, black free safeties that have that uh, scar oh, tissue. Oh, you got to go back to that, don't it? Well, they have... They, they, okay. You know what right. I'm talking about? Yeah, what oh, is yeah. Scarification. Scarification. Yeah, there's a black fraternity. There's a, well, it's, it's sort of a... No, it, I know what you're talking about. Like so you do that to your arm. It looks like that. Right, you can do it with an eraser. But they do it inside the arms, you don't see it, so... Okay. All right, All right. Drew, sell the hell out of the next call, I've picked it yet. Okay. Let's put out the lights and go to sleep. Honey, turn off the radio. It's got a bad, big day. Good night, honey. Why didn't you hear that? I didn't hear anything. Dad? Go to bed, honey. <laughs> but didn't you just hear... I hear nothing. What about... You're hearing things. I'm the human goose! Yeah, You're but... right too late. Loveline will be right back. And please, be on the lookout for Earl, the human goose. Hey, this is Fiona Apple, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And tonight's guest is the gracious, the talented, the uh, comedically inclined Bobcat Goldthwaite. And, of course, we'll be playing um, guest Bobcat's I'm age. I'm here to promote Air Bud. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, I'm not an Air Bud. <laughs> Hang on. It looks good, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't think, don't think for a moment Drew won't be sitting through that. It's a if, basketball playing they're dog. A little, they're a little under that age. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be animated for them to really right. be into there's it. A, You'll there's, believe a dog can slam. There's a controversial scene where one of the uh, guard for the opposing team actually uh, slips and some of uh, Air Bud's flop that he uh, <laughs> left out around the foul line. 
maybe, that's very graphic uh, maybe for the, the kids. NBA will actually you know adopt that you know what I love about I, mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Rodman to pound one out on the floor <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's great <laughs> you know it's funny about the you know and if you look oh, no. at the jock strap it's really made for that because there's nothing intruding that area whatsoever but the, the thing that's great about these movies, when I was a kid, it was uh, the, the mule that kicked field goals. Remember this <coughs> Disney film? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know if it's Disney, but Francis the mule. And he kicked field goals. So what? Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> if this a, going? If a mule can kick a field goal, certainly a golden retriever can play in a peewee basketball can mess league. mess it up, sure. But they always do that same scene in every movie that Disney does where an animal uh, takes over a sporting event. The scene where the ref is yelling at the opposing coach, holding the uh, rule book up and saying, there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't play. Right. Yeah. And then you go, oh, okay. There's right. nothing in the rule book that says a capybear cannot play. <laughs> even, right. ba even Babe was based on that same principle. <laughs> there's, there's nothing, there's, there's in, nothing the in the NFL rule book that says a mule can't kick field goals. It's like, all right, so using that uh, with... Yeah, with then uh, you could take that further. You know, there's nothing in the rule book that doesn't say we can't have automatic weapons. Uh, <laughs> right, and shoot the mule who kicks the, the field goal. But it's a time-honored convention. And make a hat out of your dog. There's no such mention of any such flubber gas in any of the rule books. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Sit there. Let's go to Air Bud tomorrow and go, fake... <laughs> Fake. Yeah. <laughs> That's fake. What I do. It's so fake. You never let a dog in. Jennifer. Yes. You're 22. Yes, I am. Um, Adam, you probably won't think this is a problem. Oh, how old do you think Bobcat is? Um, I'd say 42. Okay, yeah, that's good. Great. Now we're getting close. He looks good, if, however old he is. Nah, don't there be playing go. both sides <laughs> of the fence. But nobody's seen you since you've uh, vaporized. No, because I only get jobs doing voices for animals and devils. Oh, that's why he's changed. My character has no nipples, by the way. No, I didn't Hercules notice that. He's got nipples, but I didn't. All right, what's your what's your problem? Um, I've been married three years, and I waited till I got married to lose my virginity. Hang on one second. Anything about her already? Sounds like a little girl. Yes. Yes. Should we start gambling? Yes. All right. If you, if you saw me physically, I'm five feet tall. I mean, I look. Everyone even tells me I look like I'm sixteen. We're going to gamble on you, Jennifer. And I've always been real insecure because I'm very, I'm, Adam probably thinks this is a good quality, but I'm very big chested and I'm very petite. So it's kind of like it offsets my size. And I, I've always thought that guys looked at that first. Oh, how did you maintain that vir virginity all those years? That was the problem is guys only wanted to go out with me because of my big chest. I'm 40 double D oh, and five feet right. tall. Please, this is someone playing a joke on me. No, I'm serious. And, you know, listen to my voice. I, I mean, at my job, everyone says, God, you look like you're 16 and this and that, and I'm right, married. So let me just backtrack here for a second. You're of age, but you look like you're 16. Uh-huh. You're uh, built like a jockey with a eating disorder, <laughs> but you have a huge chest. Yes. Okay. I'm 105 pounds, 5 feet tall. I'm probably yeah. Adam's dream woman. All right. Oh, and what, what is the, what yeah, is the except problem? Except for I got a lot of dream women. What, okay, is, what is the issue? Is, uh, is, Bobcat's wife's one of my dream women. I've always... Your stooge. All right, outside. That's your mom, Doug. Like I said, I waited till I got married. To Good save. <laughs> oh, no, I, I have fantasies about your wife, too. Good save, Adam. Thank that was you. really fast Thank on your you. feet. All right, Jennifer, I think we may gamble on you. Well, let's hear what problem Okay, okay go ahead. I waited till I got married to lose my virginity because I was always insecure about my size. And I always assumed that every guy that wanted to go out with me just wanted to go out with me. You know, they made snide comments. Uh, like, Jennifer, a, a reasonable assessment of reality. 
Yeah, yeah. we may not be gambling on you. Yeah. But no, okay, uh, anyway, let me get to the problem. The problem is, is when I got married, I met this incredible guy, and he liked me for my personality and everything. And you mean another guy other than your husband? No, the, the man that I'm married to. Right. Uh. And so our sexual life was kind of like, I, you know, I was inexperienced, and I always felt inadequate. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, because oh. I didn't have any experience. Okay. And in the last couple months, I've noticed that basically all the sexual activity is coming from me. I mean, when I get home from work, it's like, I, I mean, I, I hate to say this because it sounds really bad, but I just want to jump my husband's Okay, phone. hold on. Let me backtrack again. <laughs> we rarely have to backtrack twice in the same call. Okay. Uh, petite, busty. And married. L- shush. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm a big star. I can lure you away from this shush. guy. This guy driving a forklift for a living. I'm a national radio celebrity. Nipples, Adam. Too. What? What? And I have huge nipples. Oh, really? Yes. The big saucer-shaped ones? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <sighs> hold on. What's that? Uh, hold on. Uh, plug Douglas's ears I think you got every ball sound there that time, Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, you sometimes anyway, why? Okay. Anyway, let me... Well, hold on. Hold on. What? What is the... What What cup size are you? Double D. Uh-huh. Double D. What, what's the number in front of the double D? 40. Okay. Let me backtrack. <laughs> i got to backtrack. This is the third backtrack. <laughs> I know. Aren't you done yet? Believe me. all your backtracks. There'll, there'll be a whole backtrack process that goes on when I get home as well. So I prefer none of you talk for the rest of this call, so I have you total know, I, recollection without gotta, Bobcat's voice uh, I, coming in I, in the middle of my masturbatory session. No, 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 Don't listen to him, Mr. Might Penis. Might make it last longer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe me, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not no trying problem. to set any records. You're having a premature ejaculation with yourself. Right. The, the sooner I'm done, the sooner I get to the next one. That's the way I look at it. All right. So, Jennifer is um, incredibly busty. She's incredibly petite. She looks and sounds like a 16-year-old. She was a virgin when she met her husband, and thinks she's a sexual addict. Am I right so far? Yeah. Anne has um, those um, huge uh, radar dish uh, type um, areolas. Right, right. <sighs> yeah, that was needed. Jenna. <laughs> hey, uh, so your husband's not into it is what you're saying? No, it's not that he's not into it. It's, I mean, he's really into it. I mean, he's, he's just kind of questioning what this behavior is about. I mean, he asked me and he's like, is, is everything okay? He says, I mean, I've noticed lately, he says, I'm not complaining, but he says, I've noticed lately. He's so he's that, threatened by it. That, yeah, he's this would be, this would, it, Well, he notices a change. He's threatened he's by really it. really curious of what caused it, and I mean, I don't want him to think anything's going, uh, re- oh, re- going but wrong. But, Jennifer, what you're describing is how a normal, healthy relationship should evolve. Okay. That as you feel more secure, you feel more connected with the person. For a woman, usually the physical will then follow. And it's totally normal. It's totally appropriate. You're in a committed relationship. You're married. Mm-hmm. It sounds just healthy. So it's not wrong to like want to jump on your husband. What's what's the the only unusual? Not even unusual. The only um, problematic issue is your husband's being threatened by this. It's not and, so and much it, he's threatened. It's like he's. I mean, I'm afraid. What if I lose this this urge? Of, you know that I have all the time, and it goes away. And he's like, Well, what'd you do to get it? And he, you know, expects it all the time. Oh, all right. You know I mean? Listen, they, this is like about. saying, you know, I just want a Cadillac on the price is right. What am I going to do for insurance? Right. Or, or what, what about my next car? Yeah. No, don't sweat it, Jennifer. You're you're busty, so and normal. you're having a lot of sex, and um, you're normal. You're, you're fine. normal. Are you guys, guys happy? Are you going to have kids? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is, is yes. That, is that interesting? Wait a minute. You, you need to breed, Jennifer. I have an interesting Kill question. off the males. <laughs> That's <laughs> my advice to you. I have an interesting Twins question, though. Please. Adam, family, Adam. So if what's I have that? twin girls, I'll send them to you. But Jennifer, send is, me one. I'd like is, to raise is that, is that part of what's fueling your sexual energy? Adam's, uh, no, actually, it's uh, not. Because camp. Like the girl that called earlier, I have Norplant. <laughs> 
You have no oh. nor yeah, plan. I mean, I'm in school. And How I long ago school. was that put in? Huh? How long ago was that put um, in? About a year before I got married. Oh. And when I did, wanted to be ready. And, and how long? How long ago was that? Uh, four years. So the North Plant's been in four years. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it, you know, I really owe God. I want tons of kids. So. Okay. But I just, I just was really scared that I'm like, oh God, what if something's wrong with me? No, 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 no. Jennifer, it's interesting. You, you women, women. Let me just make sure because I think this may have, don't make a repeat. She may have been put on the planet but, for me. <laughs> Jennifer. Yes. Do you love pie? Depends on where it's oh. put on me. Oh, she's qualified. What? Where it's put on you? Yeah. Okay. I thought she was qualifying it for just a second. Looking for. Are right, you into pie? Wait, but Jennifer, look. What are you saying? Like you're like a sloppy eater? I don't get. But this. neither of you should be threatened by your sexuality. That that's that's what we're at here. You you feel like there's something wrong with you because you found your sexual person. He feels threatened and overwhelmed by it. That's not. So what's the problem here? There's no problem. That's you the point. Is, are you married to little Abner and he can't handle you going? It's a man. No, she's just she's just yeah she's waiting for the uh, sky to fall. I mean she's just looking for something to go wrong. Things you are know, going so well. You're happily well, married. No. You're getting laid. It's, it's it. Look, the women are taught. One, uh, we don't. We don't. This is the. This is sort of the quaint side of uh, that we don't hear about that much of relationships where women, women feel that their sexuality <laughs> the is, is something side. wrong with it. There's there's something you know they're not supposed to be. It's hard that to way. be busty and quaint at the same time. But yes, I, I do agree with you on that one. Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call? And this is a beautiful picture, by the way. Uh, young like, Douglas has fallen asleep on the lamp of Papa. And we're talking about a woman with gigantic Hogan's. Right. And uh, we got a toddler nestled up in Drew's lap. Right. Feeding. I'm sitting there staring up at the phone, <laughs> up at the ceiling going, you know, if I let the machine pick it up, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Why the hell did I pick up that car? You shouldn't bring the phone down to the pool, Bob. Oh. All right, Drew, sell the next one. we got to go to Joe break. 14 is concerned that his masturbating is going to affect his pubertal growth. <clears throat> okay. Love line. Love line, I'll be right back and you'll be healed. Love line. Naturally. Of course. Certainly. Absolutely. Wait, is our guest tonight? I'm what Adam Carolla. I feel like I was getting a massage. <laughs> that sounds music? like massage music. New age music. Yeah. yeah. I'm cashing in my massage card, uh, by the way, my massage certificate oh, on yeah. uh, Saturday. Did you ever cash that one no, in, Drew? No. Can I, I have it? No. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more Loveline in 10 seconds. Loveline, Bill Bellamy will be in here tomorrow night. Tonight we have Bobcat Goldthwaite, also Dr. Drew, and also his young son, <laughs> Douglas. What's the matter, Bobcat? No, I'm just uh, I'm here to promote the How to Be a Player too. <laughs> I just like, if more people go to the movies, good for all of us. Uh, yes. I'm not a terror downer. I'm a supporter. Right. You are a truss, not a wrecking ball. Douglas, wake up! Ah, work this out. Douglas loves Bobcat and loathes me. <laughs> Douglas, come on. Who's your buddy? Who's your daddy's meal ticket? Yes. Watch. That's Douglas? right. <laughs> Look at that. All right, but I'm Look laughing at that grin. too. Look yes. at that grin. There is an empty bowl of poo somewhere. Give that my, is a poo-eating grin. Give him my... <laughs> All right, now... Uh, it's my curse, man. Kids love me. Now do Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to take a question for uh, Bobcat. Jim. Yes. Hey, you're 18. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Guess Bobcat's age. Uh, 46. 46, yes. We went 28, 30, 40, 42. We're at 46. Um <laughs> guessing by uh, the end of the show, we'll be up to like 111. Yeah, pretty soon I'm going to be... Uh, 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 Hume Cronin. Thanks. Thanks for being my, my riff gun jammed. I'm like going, uh, is Vic Tabak? No, he's dead. I mean, he's not too old, but... 
I think right, Hume's dead, too. What's got, going on, Jim? I got two things here. Okay, first for Bobcat. Yeah. Many years ago, did you used to live in Oakland, California? Uh, no, but I, I lived in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Because I was just kidding. One of my classmates used to swear to God that she, you know, you lived down the street from her and all this kind of crap, so... Well, he lived in San Francisco, so it's possible. Well, but that's uh, the Bay Bridge and stuff. My girlfriend also is very short and is pretty busty herself. Who's him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it attracts all sorts of lecherous guys. And yeah. I don't know what it is. Guys seem to think if, if girls have the big breasts, it's like it's open season to to go out and, you know, do whatever they want to them. Well, look, at guys guys, guys look at women like they look at bass, you know. When they see a, a nine-incher swim by the boat, they go, oh, it's a shame. But when they see, you know, Big Daddy go by, they think that would look nice over the fireplace. <laughs> they're, also, they're also is sort of uh, a bad rug and <laughs> nice set of Hogan's. I, I, my head would explode. I, but you're crafty enough that you can <laughs> look when she's not looking. Crafty? Yeah. So you're implying I'm subtle. Yeah. Oh, I thank you. Yes. Next, I'm coquettish. Listen, I've seen your wife. She's much better looking than you. All right, where are we now? It's got to be the weirdest show we've ever had tonight. No, it isn't. <laughs> what? what? We got daycare going on. Show. <laughs> I'm sitting here. Hello? I'm acting like I'm in hot tuna, sitting here noodling <laughs> on this hot tuna. <laughs> Joe. We might want to carbon date that reference. Humble pie. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Uh, Leakey's finding my uh, jokes now. Why don't you use uh, electric flag uh, next <laughs> time? Joe, you're 14. Uh, guess Bobcat's age. Uh, I don't know, like 40-something? Yeah, what do you think? Mid or late 40s? Mid. Okay, 45? Yeah. All right. What's your question? Well, um, I've always been like a little bit of a... Like, I'm only 14, so I've always been a little bit of like a late bloomer. And, um... Like I've never, I've never been teased or anything about it. I'm just, you know, a little bit like self-conscious about it. Just to make you feel better, there's a correlation between living to an advanced age and late onset of puberty. So yeah. in other words, the, the that's right. If you don't you hit 20 until you're 40, you're going to live to 120. Is that what you're saying, Drew? Uh, Mickey Rooney kind of deal. No, that just right. late, late. So what you're saying is me, who looks like I'm 10, 15 years older, I'm right. going to be taking a dirt nap in a few years. That's what Drew's saying. Yeah. All right, thanks, Drew. All right, Joe. Can I get my crap back? But it really—it's not so much that they look older, but actually you passing didn't through. You did on those toys in, yet. Initiating and having. I didn't puberty. explain that to Douglas. The toys got to go back. Oh jeez, <laughs> Joe, you they fight leave it out. When I leave. Um, so I was just wondering. You, you don't have pubic hair? No, that—that's all taken care of. Like I have that and everything. You got a merkin? Yeah. That's a uh, hair that you wear in your crotch. Yeah. Someone else's. Huh? Okay. <laughs> All right, come on. Dr. Leakey's still on. It's even hard for me to conceptualize that. So. What, the Merkin? I, didn't... I have hair and everything else like that, but I'm just, you know, a little bit later than everyone else, and I'm just wondering, is, like, I masturbate probably a lot. This might be and mm -hmm. I'm just wondering, is that slowing down development? What is a lot? Like, sometimes between two and four, uh, most days between two and four times a day. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not gonna they're gonna affect anything at all that way. Kids calling about jerking up. So um, <laughs> I'm just like late because I am. Yeah, Joe, don't worry about it. Look, you you are you're fine. fine. You are fine, uh, and you are in in fact um, people have some kind of misconception. Uh, there's no such thing. There's no. Such I would have been spitting talc in my teens if that if that we were true. We would be doing the telethon right now. <laughs> right, uh, we need sperm. Please give generously. Go back to the dope boys. Next time you're at the Seven Eleven and you see the bucket with the picture of Adam at the counter. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please leave. Take a little. Leave a little. Uh, Mike, can you put a, uh, Bobcat's mic on? Right, put so Bobcat's mic back on. Oh, oh. All right. Uh, Joe? Yeah. Mike, that was my best riff of the night. You're man, fine. It's gone. Have you ever been caught by your mom? No. No. That's pretty bad. Here's the deal, though. My friend Paul was. And to make things worse, his mother goes, Paul, it's only natural. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, Mom. I know. I would rather I'll have... Never get an... <laughs> I won't have wood again ever. I, I, I never really thought about it, but your mom endorsing your masturbatory skills is... I think one day my dad was, like, trying to stop me, kind of. He was, like, chasing me around various parts of the house and stuff, you know what I mean? Hey, what are you doing up there? What I was trying to do in the basement. <laughs> my dad used to just crack the door open and throw a wild turkey into it. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I got the pants up and got the turkey <laughs> corralled, <laughs> yeah. My uncle Don, we had a garage, and he dropped off a uh, uh, antiques. It was a bunch of crap that didn't, he didn't want in his house anymore. So he said, hey, "Here's some antiques." So he puts it up in our attic where we had the sleepovers. You know, like the ten-year-old boys, we, there'd be like a bunch of us. So we're going through Don's crap, and there it is, like. Uh, uh, 40, 50 Playboys from oh. 68, you know, down. You know what I mean? Oh, you hit the mother low. Oh, my God. It was like did, backlit. Let me it was like did light come up yeah, on your like, face oh. when you open the trunk? It was like the holy grail. <laughs> Crack it open. Oh, my God. So I was under the... Uh, because of the... <laughs> seems like we're bringing up race a lot tonight. But I was under... Because of the tan lines, I was under the impression that all breasts and genitals were really white. Because this was back in Playboy when everyone had tan lines. Oh, I love that. With those big, wide stripes right, going down that the was, side. Remember, everything was like really, really white. And, yeah. uh, and I was under the impression that black people's genitalia was white. And I was in for quite the shock when I had to go to summer camp with urban youth. <laughs> and it came time to uh, <laughs> yes. show us your genitalia sing-along hour? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a Catholic camp sleepover. So, <laughs> Wait, uh, where did you grow up? Syracuse, New York. Oh, that's right. No, that's right. Hmm. Where did Christland? Did you go to college? We call it Christland because everyone goes, "Oh, Christ there, Bobber. Christ, I saw you there on the HBO there. Oh, Christ." So you did you drop out of high school and do stand up, or were you doing no, stand up I, in I high school? I finished high school. Chloe Webb went to my high school. Oh, the the uh, famous Chloe Webb. Was yeah, that? Sid and Nancy. Nancy. Uh, she yeah. was over at the barbecue that I didn't invite you at Adam Sunday night. Hey, uh, yeah, Bob. Didn't you have another birthday and stuff? And no, there was no, to? no, there was no Bob stock this year. That last one was a little too, you know, uh, pulling what? pulling human heads out of the uh, pool skimmer. I'm like going. <laughs> I just remember it was like, you know, I'm like, it's like whatever. It was like two a.m. and I'm walking around. And I go, hey, that's the you're the talk soup dude. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even know who was there. There was some homeless guy, Bogart, and the uh, guitar playing flamingo. Uh, the guy from BJ and the Bear was there. The, the it Lander was, uh, sisters. It was a very strange. Yeah. Let me tell you something about Bobcat. And Bob, don't talk for a second here. I want to tell this to Drew. Bobcat, when he throws a party, it's Adam Sandler and Robin Williams and you know Billy Crystal and uh, you know the cast of Spinal Tap. I mean. The heaviest hitters, uh, the uh, the greatest minds in comedy of our day, These like show up at his house. No. He seriously uh, knows funny guys. He's impersonators. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. No. Absolutely not. And and I, the reason I want to go to the party is see if I can recruit some of them for the show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bob won't invite me. Eric, 18. Hey. Hey. you embarrass him by trying hey, to recruit that's who was there. Eric was there. Eric Idol. That's right. Monty Python. Last night. Hello? Yeah. Hey, sorry, I'm just in a name-dropping frenzy. 
That's okay. Was that last night? I have other friends. Who was at your house? My friend Larry's here with me. Who was at your house? Last night? Yeah. Or the other night? It was a small turnout. I mean, seriously. Give us the big names. Eric Idle. Eric Idle was there. Right. And uh, Mike Mills from the REMs. Oh. And uh, who else? Uh, Michael McKeon. Right. What's that? That's the guy with the unibrow. The unibrow. Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, you know, I never spent that much time looking at it, but yeah, I was just wondering. Well, first of all, uh, I have a question for Adam. Yeah. Uh, when you guys had the cardigans on like a year ago, uh. did you ever find out what Svenska Flicka means? Uh, I, I don't know. That or can you say it on the radio? That, you didn't say it right. right? <clears throat> Svenska Flicka means like pretty girl and you know, Swedish or something. But it was like offensive. That. Too, I thought it was like uh, a swear word. Or yeah. Something. It was a are you offensive. Are you down with the cardigans? Me? No. Are you kidding? No way. Yeah, man, that song's my kryptonite. <laughs> Honest to God, man. I'll tell you anything you want to know. The Cardigans are one of the biggest pain-in-the-ass bands that you're ever going to want to But meet. they sound wacky on record, and then you talk to them, and they're the biggest nudges. Oh, uh, they're, they're horrible. They're snobs. They're not uh, horrible. They just weren't. Uh, no, they were horrible here. Then they went on Kevin and Bean uh, the next morning, and, and they, they were worse. They too, yeah. yeah. They're really evil. I, I, I wanted to blame it on a language or cultural problem because they no. hang up on me. All right, all right. All right. I'm going to say he's 52. <laughs> okay, good. I'm just going to go for an even number that's high. That's you know good. what? I like this guy for some reason. Very not not that he enjoyed the one crazy summer film, but, but that movie's like 30 years old, right, Eric? <laughs> what? Uh, that, that was in color. That movie? <laughs> yeah. Or was yeah. it colorized later by turn? Well, like like uh, Bob said, it was shot on sonogram. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you need, Eric? Um, I want to know. My dad smoked. I, my dad smoked pot before I was born. Told you it was a pot question. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just want to know, I have gigantism, and I want to know if that, because I heard Drew mention a, a week or so ago that uh, pot can lead to birth birth defects. Well, I, where this, do you have gigantism, by it's the way? On my, I know you're going to laugh, but it's on my it's on my right arm. No, I'm not going to laugh. No, no, yeah, no. I mean, gigantism usually but you may want to start using your left, is, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Gigantism is usually in a abnormality of growth hormone where your whole body becomes gigantic like the guy that played lurch yeah or the yeah guy that was, or, uh, those uh, jaws and tony that. robbins from the infomercial but my doctor said that it was the moon guy no i understand but so, so when you say gigantism i think about that hormonal disorder and that is not associated with uh, to my understanding with oh. marijuana but what is is various kinds uh, of Mayor McCheese, yeah, rather rare orthopedic disturbances such as a particular digit or limb being... my middle finger on my right hand is okay. especially large okay how and, big is your right arm Oh, it's not. It's if you look. I mean, you have to hold my left arm and my right arm together to see the difference. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's right medianism. But then that, I mean, but that's, that's the kind of stuff, though, that has been associated. This is not something proven, and these are very preliminary observations. But I've re- there have been a couple papers published that draw a correlation with pot smoking within a few months of conception and peculiar orthopedic problems in the offspring. Okay, but let me just get to the bottom of this. Your right arm is marginally bigger than your left arm. Not even, for I mean, if you held my left arm and right arm, my right arm together, you would see the difference. Okay, but, but, but it's, I look normal, but it's marginal. Arm. Yeah. Okay. You're and just wondering if your dad smoking the gang uh, messed it up. Yeah. Was your dad a big pothead? I don't know. I didn't really ask. Uh, and again, yeah. it's it's not associated with heavy pot exposure, strangely. How old I, I would have thought so, too. I'm 18. And... Are you right-handed? Yeah, I am. Because normally the person's strong arm is marginally bigger than their other arm. Yeah, we're... I mean, the bicep and everything. We are much...
Jonathan. This is David from Corn. You're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mm, yes, it's about time to have Corn on again. I can stand and be corrected, but I don't think that's Corn playing in the background. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Not, I'm going to take not uh, screaming about killing your grandparents. That's not monkey. No. Uh, let me tell you something about Corn. Um, I, I know. I, not, I, a ton of, not a ton of airplay. Huge following. Oh, yeah. Huge, hardcore following. I, I was at, uh, well, I've told the story. I'm not going to do the corn yell. But when I was I in know the corn Minneapolis with 30,000 people. We all know the story. All, Adam, would you shut up, Drew? <laughs> shut his mic off. Would you, uh, Mike? How, do they, how come the, he, he wields the power of who's shutting it off? And don't ask do Mike too. to do anything. They're okay. having the best time in there. You can do it, too. No. No, you can't. Mike, come on now. Well, it worked for uh, just mics in general? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Could you shut up? Tom Likas is Mike. Test one. Wait, two. no, he's he's not yeah, working right now. Okay, this is the world's worst radio. Here's what I want to say. Uh, the, 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 there was Everclear. Well, like there Tom was Iggy Likas, Pop. But he does the show here. I want to be. See, no, I'm new to Light corn. Bob. What Iggy Pop? What? No, I was at a bill where there's. I was doing a gig where there's a lot of big bands. I, I know the story. No, I'm not going to do the corn yell. <laughs> I'm just saying that no doubt Niggy Pop was there and a lot of big bands. And but the people went nuts for the corn. They went nuts at noon for corn, and corn wasn't coming out till 7 o'clock. The entire crowd. And corn got less airplay than any of the other bands that were on the thing. So somehow somebody's finding out about that band. All right. Now, uh, I want to talk about napping for a second because I noticed, uh, <laughs> I noticed Douglas is completely passed out. Douglas um, is asleep. In, in, if, I can't if you could see this picture here, it is it is amazing. I mean, all the girls, uh, the the biological clock is uh, going around like it did at the beginning of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> they're going, they're going absolutely insane. They're I can see it. I can Joe. see it. Nan, Ann's about ready to hop on Engineer Mike just to see if you can get some sperm in her. Am I right, Ann? I mean, you're going nuts. Yeah, you can go ahead and talk into your mic. That's fine. yeah. I was. It wasn't on. The clock's ticking Smart a little ass. bit, right? Yeah, it's smart ass. <laughs> and when you see when you see an example of you oh, like Douglas here, it's amazing, oh, yes. isn't it? But I'll be going home to Doug. Thank you. Right, right. Your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Not the not, the, not, not the toddler no. for Christ's <laughs> sakes. No. Man, you know you're pretty. I've been eyeing him all night. Oh yeah. Well, welcome to the not. big leagues, Douglas. All right, but the point is, is oh, here, here's so cute. Here's and if you could see the picture, Drew is the perfect dad. He's laid back. He looks like he's uh, right out of a Dockers commercial, and he has young Douglas just <laughs> curled up in his lap, uh, sawn logs. And here's what I was thinking: Douglas just passed out in the middle of all this conversation. Boom, he went right under. And I think about my own life. Like for instance, last night I got home at one. I had to get up at uh, six thirty to do the morning show. Stayed up till three forty-five. Couldn't sleep. Why? Lying in bed, wrestling with the demons, thinking oh, yeah. about all the stuff. I, I mean, I was so all the way. So here's your answer, man. Sleep on Drew's lap. That's exactly what I'm getting at. That's what I, I, hey, I'm <laughs> every Drew, night. Drew, that pillow's poking me in the ear, man. Oh, and you wake up and you go, and you, every hour I wake up. Do you? I, I go. Oh, I hope. Oh, maybe it's morning. Ah! Right, because the older you get, the more stuff you have in your past. And the, you, you lie in bed at night, and you think about the uh, time you struck out in Little League. And you think about the, the girl you did wrong. And you think about the girl that did you wrong. And you think about the, you know, the, uh, the uh, relatives that died without saying you loved them first and all that. And I realize, Douglas, 
He doesn't have anything. To, you know, he's thinking about the yeah, womb. Yeah. That's it. He doesn't have anything to uh, wrestle all with. All the way back then. Well, what's his do? regrets? I mean, they do. I mean, uh, he regrets not, he didn't not, steal more know, hard candy or something. This age is very uh, He got it backwards. He, he's not projecting about the future. That's why he can sleep. Oh, is that what I'm it going is? To I'm going, oh, oh, what if the dog dies? Oh, he's uh, not sick. What if he You guys bald? don't work hard enough is your problem. <laughs> oh, please. You're too, too replete with sleep. You think Bob doesn't work hard enough doing that puppet voice? <laughs> Come on. I know. You know, I work hard. Can I just say that? No, you do. People really paint this idea. You're not. You're perpetuating. You're making it sound like I'm just having these soirees all the time with the hoi polloi of show business. Okay, I do the Dirty Rabbit a uh, day and a half a week. Right. 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 And I, I work on the Hercules, uh, the the series. Right. Uh, the oh, you're doing the series. series. Yeah, I do that. When's that coming out? Uh, that'll be a couple of years from now. Then I go and uh, you know I'm always I, I'm always out uh, making people happy with my jokes. I'm all. Uh, Last oh. week, this is my schedule. Last week, from Friday to fr- Starbucks, Hold which on. Is donuts. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> wait a minute, Bob works. I, I want to talk Saturday. about your schedule. Saturday, Saturday. Last, this yes. is Saturday, Saturday. All right, let's just do a quick shotgun round here, Bobcat. Say, hold on, don't hang up on everybody. Sin holds Bobcat. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. You bitch. Uh, Chief holds Bobcat. Uh, about 50. 50? Okay. That's, that's what I want to hear. All right. And Bobcat's real age is 35? Yeah, 35. Oh, I know because I, I missed your last part. 50? All right. 50, 48, 52, 45. Oh. Me and uh, tomorrow night filling in for Dr. Drew will be his young son, Douglas. So until then, this is Adam Carolla for Douglas saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Said Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Ah. Guess what? What? It's really easy to stay up to date on everything that happens on this and all your favorite Podcast One shows. Nice. Just follow us at Podcast One on Twitter. Or you can see what we're up to firsthand on Facebook and Instagram. New show releases, special guests, crazy stuff, and everything you want or need to know. At Podcast One. Oh, yeah. And make sure you slide over to iTunes and subscribe to this show ASAP. That way you get them delivered to you as soon as they hit the shelves. Okay. And, of course, you can always get all the scoop you need at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. She wants my new uh, radio handle to be uh, Placebo Domingo. <laughs> All right. All right, shush up, Mike. Mike's always a day late and a dollar short. So there's Ace Rockola. Yeah. Placebo Domingo. And uh, uh, BJ Etiquette. All right. All right, those are the ones we have to vote on. So, David, really, no. Okay. Okay? All right, thanks. All right, don't worry about it. Tell her to quit worrying about it. Okay. This is, this is funny. Uh, tell her it's uh, the the, medi- the medicinal qualities of it are so great that uh, the the taste is something you, it's negotiable. Please, Just keep going. Come on. You say okay. go. Oh, okay. Through yeah. The you just keep oh, I, well, I'm just thinking. Everything's got to taste good. Everything's got to be good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little suffering. That's all right. Eric. Hey, how's it going? You're 16. 
Yeah. Eric was on hold last night for 100 minutes. Oh. How are you, Ace? Got a back. Good. Ace who? Ace, or BJ. All right. Okay, how are you, Dr. Drew? Sir, fine. Good, you guys are awesome. Okay. I forgot to tell you that real quick. Thanks. I got a major problem. Okay, I'm at school. Um, there's this girl, and she's, like, totally obsessed with me. And she's not cool. <laughs> she's, she's totally obsessed. I was eating a croissant the other day, and a little piece fell off, and she stapled it to her binder. Oh, boy. Yeah, she's totally wacko. I, I kind of told her off to her face, and um, mm. she went right to the principal, and she was bawling her eyes out, and I got chewed out for it. What did you say to her? What? What exactly? I said, just leave me alone. I don't want to, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Because mm. her friend wrote me a note saying that um, it was all a joke, so I got kind of pissed about it, and I was like, you know. And then she went to the principal. She went to the principal. What did the principal tell you? Uh, the principal told me that I just need to be nice to her, and that it'll all blow over. But I only get well. She she memorized my address, my phone number. She got a hold of my uh, schedule, and she knows when I work, where I work, mm -hmm. everything. She knows who my mm -hmm. friends are. I mean, if I if I give a call a ride, she'll tell everybody at school that she hates that person mm -hmm. because she thinks I like him, and it's just. <laughs> Here's the beauty, though. If she were if even average looking, Eric would be all over. Her. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, jeez. That is the most pathetic thing about men. Uh. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> this is not the actions of an attractive woman. Well, it's not just that. I mean, she's not that bad looking. It's just the way that, I mean, she's just wacko. Okay. Uh, when And how did she set her sights on you initially? Well, um, I go to a private Christian school, and we had like a camp at the beginning. <clears throat> and um, everyone told me that she liked me. I thought, oh, you know, it's just going to blow over. And it didn't. It's just been getting worse and worse and worse. And, like I said, she she knows all my information. All right. Well, is somebody going to step in with this principal who, in all his wisdom, told you off? Is he going to now step in and try to help this young lady? Well, he he just thinks it's going to blow. He just well, it's not going to blow over in somebody unless somebody helps this young lady. Uh, this is pretty serious. Stuff. How old is she? Um, I'm a sophomore and she's a freshman. How about appealing to one of her friends? Uh, her friend got upset too because the whole school um really doesn't like him and <clears throat> doesn't like who? So now um, her or her friends. Right. So now all my friends, they're kind of like you know, I, it, it's a small school. It's like a hundred people in four grades, and it's like there's one click, and if you're not in it, you're not, you know, I mean, oh you're not really that cool. And all my friends are, you know, we're kind of like the cool thing. And if any everybody hate, if we hate her, then everybody hates her. That's but it's a, like, it's a sad thing. Can you, Eric? Can you realize it's a sad thing? What? This is this is a woman who's surf, suffering, and this is a sad situation for somebody. Well, I've been really nice to her ever since. All right. Let's stay with me. Can you identify on that level at least? Yeah. All right. So yeah. this, is, this is a troubled person. Well, she may need some tough love at this point, but I went to junior high and high school with a girl like the girl Eric is talking about, and she killed herself when she was like 25. She's, she told me that she's attempted suicide, but I don't believe it. I think she's... Uh, Eric, believe it. I, I believe it. Certainly has that capacity. And uh, well, What should I do? I mean, my principal won't do anything. Look, somebody needs to notify the parents. Somebody needs to get a social yeah, worker. Her parent, her mom, came looking for my house and with her. Yeah, so mom's nutty, too, huh? Yeah, well... Sounds like those two chicks have come out uh, <laughs> to the Love Line parking lot and baked me cookies. But I like them. They give me bootleg movies and cookies, and I'm all about it. Great cookies. I, yeah. I'm exceptional. Talk about how stupid me and Drew are. There's some people give us uh, uh, stuff to eat in the parking lot, and I gobble it down while I'm talking to them, asking them who they are. Yeah. Well, yeah. You don't care about our problems, do you, Eric? Uh, All right, listen, Eric, here's what you need to do. Here's, and I wish, uh, there's two things I wish I could, I could do as an adult. 
First thing I wish I could do is get my parents to write me a note for something. Parents can write notes for just about anything. I mean, when you're in school, especially in, like, junior high. But still in high school, they can do it. You know the power of the parent in the note writing? All right, all right, all right. You're, you're you know getting a little bit cathartic here. Go ahead. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you don't establish that. Well, look, I, I'm, I'm staring at the I do the, the, the doctor writing note, too, which is same thing. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, you need a note for your doctor. Yeah. But if your doctor, I'm, I'm going to use you for this, Drew, <laughs> because no I'm going to go back to you and everybody college. else. What the hell? But I swear to God, if you had a note from your doctor that said uh, the instructor uh, must perform oral pleasure on you when the bell rings, I, I think they'd look at it and go, well, what are you going to do? Okay, you got to do it. I mean, my mom got me out of plastic class. That's the only uh, decent thing she did for me in junior high because I hated the teacher, and she wrote me a note. And uh, that's it, pow. So his mom or dad needs to write a note to the principal explaining the severity right. of the situation and saying that they've made a copy of the note and they're keeping the note because there, something may happen. And, and when and they it, do, they will be held responsible right. for not intervening. That's right. And, uh, and you need to find out. The, the, the question is, what is the school going to do to help this person and see have right. evidence that they've I think they're help. laughing it off because it's a female on a guy. I think if it was a guy on a girl, they'd take it more seriously because there's more, you know. It, well, it, okay. is, it is a serious situation. All right, here's the other thing I wish I could I could come back, uh, would make a comeback from my childhood that I could do as an adult, which is the uh, I'm serious call. Remember when you're a kid and, uh, like, somebody locked you up in a trunk and they're having a good time and they're right. screwing around? You're and no, then, I'm serious. And it's like you're laughing and stuff, there, and all of a sudden you start freaking out a little yeah. and you just give the, I'm serious! <laughs> and then they go, he's serious. <laughs> Did he say he was serious? He's serious. Let him out! And they let you out. Like, one time I got rolled up in a carpet. Oh. I mean, a big old, uh, like, remnant pile or something. I think uh. it was like a uh, big Indian rug. I got put right in the middle of it with, like, three feet ahead of me and three feet of carpet behind me. Oh, boy. Rolled my ass right up into that thing. Now I got my hands by my side. You, you can't know, breathe. I'm going nuts. Yeah. And the kids are kicking. You know, naturally, they're kicking the side of the carpet. It's not enough that I just lie there like a big cigar. I got to kick the thing. But when I gave the... He's serious! I'm serious! They unrolled me immediately. And I thought to myself, wouldn't that be great to have as an adult? When yes. uh, the boss calls you into the office and says, look, I don't know if you heard, but we got bought out. We're cutting back. And you say, uh, listen, man, I need this job. I just bought a condo. I'm sorry. And then you could, I'm serious! <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the girlfriend dumps you. Like, oh, you okay, okay, you're serious. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm seeing your friend. Things aren't working. I'm serious. I think you should have, I think, like three of those in your adult life yeah. that you need. Probably use, like, two up at the airport alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, as I've repeated, the flight is booked up, and you'll, <laughs> you'll not be going home for Christmas. Mike. Yeah. Hey, you're 21. Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, I'm calling in response to the girl about her tongue piercing. Yeah. I do um, apprentice work at a shop. Great. And um, really what she needs to do is the stuff is called peroxyl. It's kind of like peroxide, but kind of got a mini a mint flavor. Peroxyl. Is something you get in the pharmacy? Yeah, you can get over the counter. Peroxyl. Well, why am I thinking about a glycolic something that they used to use? No? No, we just we just we usually recommend our, our And client. what's in the peroxyl? It's, peroxyl. It's, it's pretty much like peroxide. And what else? Um, it's, it's just peroxide with a little mint in it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Right. It's peroxide with some mint. Either that or if she's going to use the Listerine, 
to mix it one parts Listerine and two parts water. Uh-huh. The straight Listerine is way too strong for the fresh wound. Well, there you go. Mm. Yeah, and it, it, that would probably not let it heal, right? Well, because it irritates it. Antagonize it. Yeah, it, irritates it. it. Yeah. I yeah. use antagonize. Keeps it from healing. All right, Mike. Yeah. You're you're um, you're a, 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 a credit to your kind. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> are you are you going to be a head uh, piercer one day? Head piercer? Uh, yeah, sure. You are? Yeah, as soon as I get some money. Are you are you learning uh, the piercing trade? Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like. I'm right 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 before I go to school because I mean they've got a school for it and everything. So. Oh, I tell you, I would. I'm so squeamish. I would freak out. Although, I mean, you're looking at a lot of uh, naked women in that job, if you think about it. But, no, could you pierce somebody's tongue? I mean, my, my hand would be would be shaking. If I have to take the cigarette out of my mouth, I'd be... I mean, I'd, I'd be so nervous. You know you know what I mean? I just... You know, I'd, I'd be scared that they were going to jump back or, you know, or just bite down or something while your hand was in their mouth. You know. No. I'd be horrible at that. All right. Drew? Yeah. You want to sell the hell out of the next call? We'll go to break? No, let's just go to break. Okay. I began to... Ace Rock Caller. Dr. Drew. And you. And we'll be back in a scant 10 seconds. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Forget about the fax number. We didn't even read faxes when uh, Ann is here, and Ann's not here, so uh, that's not going to be going down. All right. Um... Something I want to mention, although a lot of you have uh, sent out your Christmas cards, which is definitely an adult thing. I notice a lot of people send in Christmas cards. I get a lot of calls this year for you. Uh, what's your address? It kind of it makes it anticlimactic when. Uh, Do you send any? Someone? No. You kidding? And here's the deal. I look at sending Christmas cards like uh, same reason I don't do heroin. I don't even want to get started. Once you send one. One card out, that's it. Two years from now, you, you'll start. Uh, you know, you'll uh, start in like uh, late August, getting that crap together. I'm not doing that. But here's the tip I want to give to folks for either uh, this year or especially next year when it comes to sending out the Christmas cards. Uh, don't sign your goddamn name like you're signing a baseball. I'm not an autograph seeker. I don't know who half the Christmas cards I got are from. I don't know who sent them because they signed their name. And if you look at people's names, it's more like their mark than it is their name. Right. You can't make it out. Actually, here's how you know you can't make it out. You know it's a guy. Women sign their name like they're writing their name. Any woman whose name I've ever seen written is written, especially younger women, is just their name written in a handwriting style. Yeah. I I don't know uh, what... What goes on with that? I appreciate it. It doesn't look that great, but you, you can certainly make it out. But women write their name when they it's when not they a signature. It's just it's just it's a, not a signature. Right. It's their name handwritten. Right, right. Men have a mark. Right. And if you're like uh, Drew, forget about it. You could send me a hundred Christmas cards. I, I could I could take it to an analyst and stare at it uh, through a jeweler's loop, and I'd have no idea what it was. No. Say, <laughs> look at that. I don't know what it was. My uh, good friend Jimmy sent me a postcard from Amsterdam. A really funny postcard about a guy, uh, guy banging a poodle. Very funny picture. Ugh. The point is, is uh, he just it said, uh, you know, having a great time, and there was his mark at the bottom. I stared at the thing for a week, and I'm thinking to myself, geez, this is really funny. 
I have no idea who sent this to me. Really? And again, I have no idea who half the postcards or, uh, or uh, Christmas cards, I should say, I got. It, especially if I don't have the envelope. You know, if i got to open to pull out of an envelope or something, I can't get the uh, thing. So, print in uh, bold uh, block type lettering and, uh, furthermore, spell your name phonetically. <laughs> I don't care how your last name is spelled. It just, uh, when it's spelled phonetically, I want to be able to read it. Am I right, Drew? You're right. Sir. Okay. And ladies, start sending those cards so I can read your name. You have no problem. What the hell do women doctors do? they got to have a horrible signature. They, they do. don't let them become a doctor. They get pretty bad. Is there a class? No. There's two classes that I think go on in med school that doctors never talk about. It is the uh, how long can we get the sap to stand around in his underwear <laughs> class, I think, where they just pull people off the street and they go in front of young med students and they uh, start a big timer and they see how long they can get an idiot to stand in his underwear in front of them while, or while they're out of the room. Right. I think that's the one class, and the other one is uh, handwriting. screwing up the signature. Yeah. Okay. What do you got there, Drew? One. one. No, 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 no. No? One? Yeah. Okay. Jack. Yeah. You're hey. 17. Yep. Yeah, How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you feeling, Drew? Slowly better. Slowly. Slowly. Yeah, okay. it's hideous. Okay, I got a deal for you, Adam. Yeah. Okay, you're talking about those handles, and you brought up BJ Etiquette. Right. Okay, well, me and my friend are going to be starting a band when we move down to uh, OC, and how, how, would you like to let me use that name? BJ Etiquette? Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you use that one. We're going to be a, a big ska band, you know, all the horns, I know you like horns. Yeah, don't embarrass me uh, by being one of those, um, you, you know, uh, who's the band? Uh, one of those mummy rock bands. Mummy rock? Yeah, you know, Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson oh. type bands. Don't worry, don't. Yeah, no, no. I don't like all that affect and uh, eyeshadow. Just no. play the damn music, right? Yeah, yeah, come on. Okay, you're moving out to Orange County to get... <laughs> well, let's see if that's what he meant. Get involved in the scene? Where, where, where are you moving to? Well... I, I live up north, and me and my friend are going to move down to Santa Barbara because I like it down there. Oh, okay. Nice yeah. and sunny and parties and oh, yeah. all that fun. Uh, wait, where are you living right now? Sonoma. Are you going to go to college in Santa Barbara? Or? Just Stacy. Okay. Not, not that I have to, but I'm right. going to go to an art school because right. I'm poor and I can't afford it. Well, hey. So out of homage to Mr. Corolla, you're going to explore the alternative all scene. Right. I only give, uh, here's, here's what I want you to promise me, though, Jack. Okay, okay. Um, I'm giving you seven years in the JC, and then you have to quit. I don't care if you're a day from graduation. At the end of the seventh year, you walk out of that place. You know what I'm you saying? You last seven years. I, I don't care if no. He's to spend seven years there. No. Here's what I'm saying, Drew. Please listen. I have friends that are still in junior college. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they took the GED, graduated high school early. Yeah. And they've been going to junior college for 17 years oh. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I talk to them, and I, you, know, you, you try not to laugh, but you're talking to a guy who's 34 now. Uh, what's going on? I have a few credits to make up, and then I'm, uh, where are you going now, Valley? Oh. What? You're going to, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the dean's list. It's like, uh, I don't care. I don't care if you're living in the dean's house. You've been going there your entire adult life. So here's Incredible. the deal. I give Jack, because he doesn't sound too sharp, seven-year seven year limit. How about three years? Now, Four? Now, because you've you got to realize your average junior college student needs five years to complete the two-year program. Or he wouldn't be going to junior college. Oh. The average four-year college student probably uses five and a half years to graduate. I don't know about average, but plenty do. Yeah, and, uh, I might go average. Mm-hmm. 
Well, put it this way. Some people graduate in four years at a four-year program. Mm -hmm. More people take five years than take three years. Mm -hmm. All right, so there you're already pushing that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would bet there's more people that take six years than three years in, in your average college. So uh, two-year to junior college, forget about it. All right, but at the end of the seventh year, you walk. That's it. I don't care if you got the one PE credit away from graduating with honors. You're out of there. Yeah. All right. BJ Etiquette. Oh, man, that is Stop a name it. for a band. Oh, I hope they get huge. Mike. Yeah. You're 17. What's happening? What's going on is uh, about a year ago, actually almost a year exactly on New Year's, I hooked up with a girl who lived uh, four hours away, and everything was going great. We had plans. Uh, I began to move in up there, and all of a sudden, my parents got jealous, called the cops, had me brought home, and when I came home, I found all sorts of weapons in the house that I didn't know I had, and I was arrested for it. Now I'm not allowed to see or talk to her or make any sort of communication with her whatsoever, and that was... About nine, ten months ago. Something is missing from this story. Mm. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. That's all I know about this story. It, it's Mike's brain. It doesn't add up. Yeah, what's going on there, Mike? What well, weapons? What kind of weapons? What happened was uh, I moved up there with her and her family. Well, how old were you? Uh, I was 16 at the time. How, how, how did you move away from your parents? Yeah. How do you do that? Um, very simply, I my parents had said it was okay at the time. That I went up there and to live, went up there to spend the rest of your life, or well, no, I was planning on living up there. I had a job. Mm. I had uh, what about school? Yeah, I had a job. I had school. I was going to a community school, um, community school. fully accredited, of course. What kind of community school? It was uh, through American Schools. Mm. It, they they do a homeschooling program. Yeah, mm. sounded like hippie school at home. That sounded like hippie school without the clay, yeah. and that's all there was in hippie school. You take the clay out of hippie school, there's nothing. Your parents were enthusiastic about this plan? Not enthusiastic. They said it was okay. They said it was okay because you were going no matter what? Uh, no, actually, I wasn't. If they had said no, then she had plans to move down here. She has uh, oh. relatives that live about oh, 20 minutes away. That's why I'm not giving my son his penis until his uh, 19th birthday. Yeah, uh, at least. That's a mean trick to play on. <laughs> I know, but the penis gets attached to something, and then that's it. You're moving cross-country. You're, you're going to a hippie school. You're uh, getting a job. I mean, Bad 16 voice. years old. Yeah, but try somebody 16 years old who's uh, pulling in over $100 a day from his job. Really? Plus, he had a car and... A home life. Jeez, I didn't know prostitution paid that well. I mean a home life. I mean a home life. Uh, the mother and the father of the girl accepted me. Wow. Me in. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was working for the husband. Okay, so let's get to the part where your folks planted munitions uh, in your room. Um, they planted weapons that my brother had years before and that I had given back to him. Uh, throwing stars, ninja stars. Uh-huh. And I found those in my room with explosives that I've never seen before. Right. Explosives like firecrackers or like yeah. plastic? plastic. Oh, like little cherry bombs. Okay, cherry bombs and these... Yeah, those uh, things you order in the back of Black Belt magazine. Right. It's, you usually end up opening beer. Right. Okay. <laughs> Bottles with. And so how did, how did it go from you finding them in your drawer to the police finding them in your room? That's the thing. When I came in, the police told me, oh, by the way, we're searching your room. What, what, um, what were you pleased to... Uh, do you live uh, in the precinct, uh, Mike? Yeah. I oh. live, right now, I'm still living at the house with my parents. But what were the police doing? Where right were now? the police when you got home? 
No, they were the ones that came and picked me up. From where? From downtown in my city. Uh-huh. They came, see, there's so uh, much missing here. There's the so much missing. No, they knew I was in the area. They came, picked me up. Why? Why? Because my parents had reported me as a missing person. Why did they do that? I have no clue. All right. Well, there's uh, that's what you need to get to the bottom of. Figure out why it is you missed the fact your parents didn't want you to be uh, moving yeah. away. There was some communication breakdown where you thought you had your parents' blessing to move away, and they thought you were missing. No, they, they told me that I was able to go and live there. Why? Then I got a call. What? There's just something missing there. Yeah, I got a call. They said you have 48 hours to be back in the Bay Area. Why? Mm -hmm. So I have Why would they do that? Why would they tell you it's all right for you to go somewhere and then call you and say you have 48 hours to be back? Um, probably I'm going to go with an answer of that I'm their child, and all of a sudden I am choosing somebody else's family over their own. Mm -hmm. And they didn't realize that when they told you it was okay to go. No, they were probably upset or just trying to... Well, upset means... Uh, okay. All right, uh, you're 17? Mm -hmm. All right, wait till you're 18 and then move back. That's the thing. I haven't talked with her in nine months. I don't understand why you can't talk with her. If you make a long-distance call, it shows up on your phone bill. Right. You can't call her. The only computer in the house that has Internet access... Mm -hmm. Is my mother's computer. How about going to a payphone? Yeah. With what money? You have no money? I have no money right now. You take it like $3 to make a phone call? Oh, for Christ's sake. All right, Mike, listen, there are right, well, pieces of this puzzle. Yeah, until missing. you learn to be, show a little, have a little more insight, to assess reality more carefully, and take responsibility for the things that happen to you, you're in for a very long, hard, and painful life. Oh. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of phones, uh, remember I told the story of the time when uh, my young uh, Catholic little brother, Nate, I gave him my uh, phone calling card number because he met that chick on the Internet who Kentucky. lives in Kentucky. Yeah. And I gave him that big fat speech just about five years ago when I was piss poor. And I said, Nate, and this is why, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot treat kids like adults. You cannot reason with kids. This, Mike, Mike was a perfect example of that. I would love to hear his parents' point of Version view of, of, it. of what happened. It was something totally different. Uh, he stole some jewelry and a fifth of vodka and split. Yeah, that, that's I, what happened. I'm sure of it. I, I Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. Kicked Dad in the nuts and uh, busted out the front window. Yeah. That's probably what it what it was. Yeah, I, I know. It's always great when people tell you those stories. Uh, th this is right up here. Here's the adult version of this. Yes. My boss fired me for no reason. Right. Uh, why I was the best is I was, employee. The, I was no. the number one salesperson in my quadrant for uh, the last two years running. Everybody loved me. He walked in one day. Fired me fired for me. no reason. How come? He has it out for me. Oh, yeah. He's one of those bosses that wants to drive the business into the ground by firing the most valuable employees. I don't know what it is, man. No, that, that, no they, when you point that out, then they usually have an elaborate story attached to it. Well, he didn't like the way I looked at his wife. It's the Christmas party, yeah, right. he was eyeballing me by right. the pony keg, and ever since then, it's like, no, you idiot, you're an F-up. Your boss is cutting you out of there because you're but, dead but, weight. But the mics are where that all starts. Right. Yeah, that's where that starts. Serious denial. So anyway, I give uh, Nate the phone card because he's, uh, um, you know, you know, hornier than uh, than uh, Nate. Then <laughs> 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 a 14-year-old with a uh, chick who he knows in Kentucky, and I say this: Listen, 
I feel sad for it because his mom cut him off the phone. I'm going to give him my phone card. Now, you're going to use it responsibly. And I'm going to get the bill every month. Believe me, I'll get the bill. There's no way I'm going to miss that bill. In every call, because I only know a handful of people in Kentucky, every call I get that has the word Kentucky on it, I am charging you for. You're going to reimburse me at the end of the month for these uh, Kentuckian calls. Now, use the phone wisely. Keep it to 20, 30 bucks a month. You make enough over at the student store. You pay me off. You don't, you don't drive. You don't have any other expenses. And you can talk to your girlfriend every day for about three minutes. Or once a week for 20 minutes or whatever it works out to be. And it's gonna, it's gonna 25, 30 bucks a penny. Uh, I got a call from the phone company after nine days. My phone was shut down. Uh, the kid had racked up, uh, $245 in, uh, the course of, uh, about eight or nine days, oh. and my phone was shut down. Oh. Uh, this is a good kid, and this is a good kid, mm. right? And I gave him that whole big speech. Listen, I will know. I will know. Please be responsible and use it as long as you like. And I'll screw get... up. It's getting taken away, and you'll never talk to this girl in Kentucky again. Uh. Well, immediately just went ballistic, oh. which is why you cannot treat kids like adults. But. Next, or, or why you shouldn't be surprised why adults who are kids behave the way they do. Right. Uh, the next thing, though, is I get a phone call from the phone company uh, last week. Uh, oh. Shut your phone off again uh-uh. if uh, you don't pay this 109 bucks. Uh, starts giving me an address. Something, 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 Robertson, something, something, L.A. Uh, I don't know what, what. I have, no, no. And you know when you get real righteous, like finally somebody screwed up and it wasn't me? Yeah. Listen. I don't know what you people are running over there. I've never heard of this address. I've never this. Uh, Nathan. Uh, uh, you mean he's resurfaced with the card? No, not the phone card. I signed, I co-signed for his uh, phone line uh. like three years ago. Forgot all about it. And then he moved and owed them like 109 bucks, And they haven't been able to get it out of him. So me being the co-signer, they're coming after Papa Carolla. Sure. I now have to cut them another check for a hundred and something bucks so I don't get my phone cut off. So. What's Nate doing now? I know, he's working on computers. Alright. So no, he's okay. I am going after him for the hundred. Yeah? Hey, actions have consequences. Hell yes. I'm not doing it for the hundred. I'm doing it out of principle, right. right? That's right. As a matter of fact, let's make it a hundred and fifty. Really try that. Put a fine point on it, huh? Sure. Alright. Pain and suffering. No. David. Yeah, hello. Hey, you're 25. Okay, a little case history here, if you don't mind. Uh, I had a morning erection uh, from the age of 12 up until 24, mm-hmm. and I just turned 25. But uh, I, the job that I did for a living, I had to pick up boxes, and the box weighed 90 pounds, and I had to proceed to put it on a cart uh, right next to me, approximately three feet off the ground. That's so a good idea. So anyway, I turned with the box. Yep. Yeah, and I pushed, I pushed it, real heavy box. It was real close to my chest, and uh, a muscle kind of snapped or popped in my groin, right next to my testicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I had a lot of mileage out of the uh, slide whistle tonight. Yeah. And uh, every single day after that, I've not been getting a morning erection, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say every single day, but I, before the frequency was every day, and now it's probably 
once a week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> and also the their uh, vein or an artery that runs along the scrotum, the main vein, turned black. Mm-hmm. So I'm and these are all indicators, uh, by the way, of, uh, of an injury, David. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Yeah. What kind of doctor should I go? I've been to uh, a urologist. Good one. You went to a urologist? I've been to two urologists. And what they say? In a family practice, and they said it's not a, it's not a, a hernia. Okay. What did and they say I, it was? They didn't say what it was. So it's nothing, basically. I, I, it can't be nothing. I actually have an aunt who graduated from Mayo Clinic, and she's never heard of it. I just don't know what kind of she said. Go to a urologist. She graduated from the Mayo Clinic, and you're uh, stacking crates. Yeah. Uh, I wonder who the black sheep of the family is. David, if you've seen two urologists and they can't explain it, it's very unlikely anybody's going to come up with a concrete explanation for this. Okay? It's sort of just one of those things, and that also means that it's nothing you should be worried about. It's nothing that's going to have long-term Oh, well, how's the penis functioning when, you, when it needs to function? Oh, not real good, Adam. Uh-oh. Why? What's the matter? What happens? Oh uh, well, we're talking about a three-hour sustaining endurance level during sex to uh, half the feeling gone in the testicles and uh, the actual shaft down to what, a half hour. Yeah, that's that's cannot... that's still too long. <laughs> Believe me, that uh, this is God's work here. God, you don't even having sex for three hours. There has to be some kind of a of a doctor that's heard of this before. There has to be. All right. So the point is, is you've been to two specialists, and they've not come up with anything. Now, on the other hand, Drew, you see these movies once in a while yeah. where somebody comes up but, with something. Okay. But here's the deal. When, when, when it's not medically relevant, it's not medically relevant. You know I mean, if, if it had a medical name or medical relevance, somebody would be able to pick it up and treat it. Mm-hmm. It, 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 means, it means it has no specific treatment. When, when there's no medical relevance, it means it has no specific treatment and no specific prognosis or, or natural history to it. How much do you think of this as psychosomatic? A lot. Oh. This because you could tell by his sort of pace. Intensity, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weirdo night tonight, isn't it? I, I was a little on the fence with David. I couldn't figure out... Uh, well, you know, it might, it might be from. something. He sounded like a guy who was tortured by his own yeah. groin. I mean, well, how good a mood is a guy going to be in when he hears I've a snap seen, coming from his I groin? Say, I've seen a couple people with OCD have something peculiar happen down there and then they become totally focused on it and then lose their erectile function, lose all kinds of things. Yeah. Because they're so anxious and so preoccupied and so focused and it, it's a part of an obsessive compulsive yeah. problem. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It's like if you're uh, teeing off uh, on the uh, golf range and uh, you're trying to think whether you inhale or exhale on the downswing, you're going to shank the thing into this into the bunker every time. You cannot focus on the penis too greatly. They just let it go about its business, and then and then blame it on the penis, whatever it does. Sure. You know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah. Yeah. yeah David uh, seems to be sort of obsessed. You trust the medical community enough to yeah. say if you went to two urologists. The, I mean, the, that I can't say categorically nothing is happening to him biologically. Something might have happened, mm-hmm. but it's not going to significantly impair his functioning in the future. It's just All right. it's not medically relevant. Okay. I suspect. All right, uh, Drew, well, come on, sell one of these calls before we go into break. Uh, Sarah's 18. Why do girls who spend a lot of time together have concurrent menstrual cycles? This is good because we have this going on. Constantly. Not between Drew and myself, but uh, between Sherry, Lisa, Ann, and I think even Mike, although we may oh. have a hard time getting him to admit that. Yeah. God bless him. Phone number. 
1-800-LOVE. All right, turn that down, Mike. Uh, where was I? 1-800-LOVE-191. Then that's enough. Okay, where were we? When we left off here on the Fabulous Love Line, we were going to talk to Sarah, who's 18. Sarah? Yes. Hi. Uh, first of all, Dr. Drew, and uh, what is it now? Ace Rockola? Ace Rockola <laughs> or... Um, BJ Etiquette. Yeah, BJ Etiquette. <laughs> well, I, listen, I think you guys are fantastic, hilarious, ingenious, and... Well, maybe even a little bit recoculous. Oh, oh. Real <laughs> oh, and by the Hanukkah. way, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah today's uh, happy is uh, Hanukkah. Yeah, it's yeah. the first night. Mm-hmm. So, listen, my question is... Um, I don't know. Am I allowed to accept thanks for Hanukkah if I'm not Jewish? Yes. Yeah. I realize it's a thank you. And, uh, like, I can, I'm Jewish, yet I can still wish people Merry Christmas. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's become not so much of a religious event as much as right. an American consumer cultural event. It's been commercialized. Yeah, you know, I think um, some Jewish kids feel ripped off about Christmas, and that's probably why Hanukkah was uh, cooked up. You know, it was why Hanukkah was beefed up. Oh, beefed Because it really yeah. was an inconsequential holiday that, right. that was made into this big deal. Right, but here's what I have to say to that. A, uh, you spread it over eight nights, which is, uh, like that. is a real, real strong idea. Starts earlier than Christmas and ends after Christmas. Come on. And number two, the Jews have a ton of holidays uh, during the year that uh, us, um, the Goyim, cannot uh, enjoy or embrace. You mean miss work for? Miss work for oh, okay, or yeah. school. But you don't hear us complain. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, actually, it's interesting because, well, okay, anyways, my question is... Well, why... here's the good thing about being a Jew. You get the Jewish holidays. And you get the other ones. But you get the, yeah. you know, you get the President's Day and right. the, or, or Easter. Oh, wait, the Jews wouldn't be in the Easter. Do you right? like your job? Yeah. Think how much you're still entrenched in your old adolescent ways of thinking. I know. I'm thinking about school. Yeah. And about missing work. The Jews, how to get out of work. Jews aren't in the Easter, right? No. no. But they get Easter off school and yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, genius. This whole Jew thing's genius. All right, Sarah. Okay, my question is, why is it that women who tend to share um, a lot of time together, for instance, relationship between a mother and a daughter or close friends, why do they um, tend to have synonymous menstrual cycles? Something happened to you? you Yes, it has. And also, I know that there's an old wives' tale floating around out there that um, a woman's menstrual cycle runs parallel to the phases of the moon. Yeah. So, Dr. Drew, I was wondering if you could shed some light on these issues. No one knows. They, no one knows? Think, no one's been done any studies on Oh, yeah. They're trying to figure it out. But they, they, one of the theories is that there's some sort of airborne hormone, like a pheromone, mm-hmm. that women pick up on from one another. I, I, I don't know what it is. It, it's all kind of theories about emotional cycling or just uh, no one knows. But uh, it, it does happen, that's for sure. I think the equivalent to this for males, and it, it's not really even that close, but I, I notice like if a friend of mine breaks wind, I'll tend to break wind. <laughs> About the same time, and I don't know if it's just reminding me to do it or not. And that's certainly airborne. Couldn't you just said yawning? Yeah, yawning too. But that—that's a sort of uh, unisex thing. Yeah. yeah, they haven't figured that out. But you know, uh, phone screener Lisa, phone screener Sherry, and producer Ann are all hooked up now, <laughs> and uh, they're all neck and neck. I think yeah. they're because uh, they. Because they all come us. in here on the same night, and here's the deal. Now they, now they start on the same hour of the same day. Yeah. I think they have to call each other. Lisa, Lisa and Andy. Right. And here's the deal with the girls. Um, you wouldn't know it from Lisa or Sherry, but Ann 
Uh, you know. Let us know, yeah. And and there's no, we know when it's coming, too. Yeah. No, not just we know when it's happening, we know when it's coming. Yeah, you can hear uh, the car uh, screech in the parking lot, and then the front door get kicked open of the studio. And it uh, really, it's like that scene uh, from Weird Science when those uh, mutant bikers invade the party. That's uh, that's how it is when Ann comes into the studio on that night. So once you know Ann's doing it, now you know everyone's doing it. Great. Well, All right. Thank you guys. Plus, I could see you hooking up with your mom because uh, even though I've never had any discussions with my mom about this because that is the last place I want to go. I don't even want to admit that my mother has a vagina. I, I say that I came out of a hatch <laughs> or a porthole or something. A belly button. Yeah. I was squeezed out of a bar rag, yeah. as uh, my, my Ray, Ray's friend, uh, mom would say about him. Oh, but boy. The, <laughs> the, the point is, hey, that's a compliment. <laughs> the point is, is I didn't want to go there uh, with, uh, with mom. But I, I have seen enough of these feminine commercials to know that moms and daughters engage in hourly and lengthy conversations about their cycle and uh, feeling fresh. So apparently this is the way mothers and daughters are aware of this. Jade. Jake. Yes. Oh, Jake, sorry, you're 22. Yes. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. I have the head of my penis pierced, and mm. I was wondering how, if I was to take that out, how long would it take for that hole to close up, if it will close up? What kind of piercing do you have? It's a Prince Albert. How long you had it for? Uh, a little over a year. What gauge of That's instrument? Two gauge. Two gauge. Yes. That's be like the size of a the size of a big pen. Oh, you mean no? My penis, yeah. Not a big pen. Yeah. Um, a big pen is a, a, about five sixteenths of an inch across. It's a healthy quarter inch. Yeah, at least. So you're saying there's a hole, the spot of my head out through the urethra, the hole in my penis. Yeah. Is it all epithelialized? Is it what? Epithelialized. Uh, what's that? Is it healed? Oh, yeah. Listen, no guy stupid enough to get a hole punched in his penis is going to know what epithelialize means. Yeah, it isn't just a hole. This is a it, crater. You know what? This is a habit trail. Yeah. You don't have a penis. Uh, you got part of a habit trail. It, it, it healed up pretty quick. It took about, I don't know, two weeks and it was healed up. How big was the original hole? 14 gauge. That's, I don't know, it's that. Uh, I'm picturing 14 gauge like 14 gauge wire. Yeah, exactly. I'm guessing uh, that's, uh, uh, okay, small. let me picture Yeah, that's fairly small, but you kept enlarging it. Yeah, it's. As you have more sex and use it more, and as it just the gauges get bigger, it weighs more and it stretches it out slowly. So you keep putting in bigger uh, hoops, or or. Yeah, I think I'll stop right here. Yeah, let's say that'll about do it. I don't know how long it'll take to heal up. I don't know if it will heal up. Really? Uh, why do you want it to heal up now well, that you? Well, I don't, but I, you know, it's kind of a pain to pee, and maybe when I'm 40 or 45. What about? Yeah, what happens when you pee? Goes uh, it depends. It sometimes will go out the bottom hole too and get all over my legs or. Oh. Uh. See, I got to tell you, I have enough difficulty with my penis regarding urine. Every time I sit down to go number two and I start urinating, I'm, I start feeling my pants like a trough, which are you know down on the floor. I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but it comes through the toilet bowl. And yeah, what? There's some genius, and I'm gonna. As God is my witness, Drew, I'm gonna invent this product. I know you don't watch a lot of Major League... The penis shield? Yeah. I know you don't watch a lot of Major League Baseball, but about 15 years ago, the catcher for the Dodgers, uh, Mike Yeager, I think, took a ball right in the Adam's apple. Yeah. Because the mask only went down to his chin, then. and then the, and then the uh, chest protector went up to about the bottom of the Adam's apple, but he got nailed. 
So we came up with this little invention that all the catchers use now, which is a little piece of plastic that hung down in front of him. Yeah. That is the thing we need to use on the front of the toilet seats because the toilet seat sits up above the rim uh, about a good uh, half inch, three quarters of an inch, and, and there's that right big gap, and I fire right through there, and then the urine hugs the contour of the toilet and fills the pants, which are pressed up against the base of the toilet, because I'm usually in a tense position when I'm down there. The worst thing is, Drew, is, uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but at the uh, at the TV show, we have the handicap bathroom, yeah, yeah. which means uh, the toilet seat is sitting up on clogs like uh, four or five inches off the bowl, and then it's anyone's guess where that urine's going to yeah. end up, but yeah. it's everywhere but the toilet. Right. <sighs> what are we talking about? And then there's all the dribbling back in the pants and everything. I couldn't imagine having this extra uh, hole to deal with. Yeah. All right, so take the thing out, and hopefully, uh, God willing, it'll close up, right? Yeah. I, I was reading some more about piercing this weekend and theories about why people do it. It, it. it sort of fits my feeling about it all along, that it's, to a limited extent, there's some sort of stylistic expression, and sometimes it's sort of a, um adolescent acting out or, or uh, rebelliousness, but for the most part... Listen, that covers goatee. Yeah. That does not cover yeah. hole in the Johnson. Yeah. Not just hole, but greater, uh, you know, a gaping hole in the Johnson, and that, that's in the that's in the realm of self mutilation and why people self mutilate. Of course, yeah. but I'm putting a spear in your penis. Uh, that's it. Uh, uh, court adjourned. And to the people that say, uh, "Oh, people have done this stuff throughout history." Mm, children are being being abused throughout history, and it's been a way that men have naturally managed those primitive feelings. And just because uh, a couple of idiots uh, on the uh, Adobe planes uh, decided. Wait a minute. Not Adobe. The uh, Gobi? Gobi Desert? Yeah. And the Gobi Desert decided to put a, uh, a half a, a soup spoon in their ass. Uh, it doesn't mean it's a good idea for you living in Orange County, you idiots. All right. We'll be back. Hey, this is the Love Line. I'm H. Rockola, and that is Dr. Drew. Forget about the phone number. Forget about the fax number. We want to talk to you. But first, I would like to present Drew with my gift for him. Oh, my God. Drew got me. Uh, here's how. Uh, here's how into Drew's present, uh, into my present. Drew was. Uh, I said to him, uh, "Did you give me something that had cheese on it? Because I'm trying to figure out where this cheese smells coming from. It's still coming from me, by the way, and I can't find it." Drew said, uh, "I don't know. <laughs> Which means his wife went out and got something. I think you got me like a scented candle. Something? Yeah. Yeah. That's all of it. All right." Some Here's my problem with the gift. Yeah. I didn't want you to feel obliged this year. No, you know I know. I, mean? I know. I understand. Hey, Drew, Drew and I have a certain um, understanding, which is we don't understand each other. No. We try not to have We have an agreement, though. which is uh, neither one of us really care. <laughs> I mean, really don't. We, we like, not we care, like yeah. each other. Right. That's fine. Yeah. You, you don't need anything. Right. There's nothing I'm going to get you that's going to change your life. Right. You'd rather get your kid like a candy cane yeah. than get you a $100 gift. Yes. Oh, shut up. You know you're full of crap. I get you no, for a hundred bucks. You'd be into it. I went to the Radio Shack to find you something. Ooh. Yeah. But that place is so screwed up. There's, like, nobody at the counter and people screwing around with, uh, you know, animatronic robots and uh, whatnot. I couldn't get, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything in the place. Okay. So I started looking for an antenna for myself. Okay. I didn't get any FM antenna. I don't yeah. get any reception where I live. I couldn't get any help with that, so I left. Mm. But I stopped by the liquor store on the way here. Uh-huh. And I got you... 
this fabulous cigar. Oh, thank you. And I wrote uh, I wrote on the case. Uh, that I know it's a little phallic for you, oh, and you don't nice. feel comfortable taking something that very shape. Nice. Thank you very for much. another male. Not uh, there's no. Uh, no, there's no. It's not a gag. No thing. balloons are going to pop no, out. I got, got through. A, I got through one cigar, everybody. That's nice. But you know what? I don't know anything about cigars. I got the most expensive cigar I had in choice. the place. You made a great choice. Do you know that cigar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That works? Oh, yes. Now, I know it's no good because you're sick. Yeah. But uh, as soon as you hook up that big phlegm ball, I want you to drink in some of the milky goodness of uh, yeah, Mr. Nice. Cigar. Thank there. you, Alan. Well, really please. Sweet. The least, Drew. Uh, the least I could do. You're such a pro. Thank you. Right. I, am, I am touched in a way that... I really am by you, frankly. Really? See, yeah. that's the beauty of me. I drop uh, 11 bucks, and uh, people think it's a it's, it's an huge. It's <laughs> like, oh, my God. No, I mean, you went to a liquor store on my behalf. Well, I need to pick up a pack of bucks, oh, too. But right, so no, I uh, I did go there on your behalf. Hey. Uh, here's the here's the deal. I start off as like, uh, you know, I'm Super Santa in, like, November. November, I start thinking about it. Here's Here's my thought. Geez, you know, I'm making a pretty good living now. i got a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot of good people around me. And you know what? I'm really going to take care of them this year. Now uh, fast forward to uh, mid-December. I can't take care of everybody. <laughs> but there are a handful of folks. They look even sicker. They always look sick. But no one has sympathy for supermodels that look sick. Okay. What's your question? Okay, here's my question. Um, when I was younger, around 16, 17, 18... Um, I dated a lot of guys, went out with a lot of guys, and that whole deal. Um, now I'm 19, I've lived on my own, I'm back living with my parents, and um, I'm getting ready to move out. Basically, I can't seem to find or not find, as it would be put, a guy that I can be willing to put that... But no idea. Out of time. Um... The kind you used to put in? I have a very, very busy life. And, like, for me to put time aside for somebody is a big... Take your people. Yeah. No, I really don't trust you. Oh, you don't live in L.A., do you? No, I live in Chicago. All right. <laughs> Where people actually take the train. You know what I love here? We spend millions, uh, you know, uh, you know. I know they've had a train in, in Chicago for a long time, and I know they have the subway in New York, and uh, everywhere else has a rapid transit system except for Los Angeles. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, why they uh, sodomize all motorists here in the, uh, the fair uh, state of California, because they know they have you by the nuts in Los Angeles especially, and they'll just uh, nail you for everything because you're chained to your car. But uh, be that as it may, we just got ourselves a train here. And uh, every time you turn on the TV past 11 o'clock at night, there's those PSAs. Uh, 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 hey, it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's uh, um, Harry the hobo saying, uh, don't nap on train tracks. Uh, you know, they got pictures of people like, uh, don't walk your dog on the train tracks. We have to acquaint people with the notion of a train uh. here and spend millions of dollars a year telling people, uh, don't try to outrun the train. Uh, don't cross. You know, when the when the arm comes down at the at the intersection, uh, don't drive through it at 60 miles an hour and then stop in the tracks. And I'm thinking to myself, Maybe we shouldn't be warning these people. Perhaps uh, Darwin's work is being done here, and we're squelching it somehow by warning people that really don't have the IQ to get out of the way of a train uh, to get out of the way of the train. Do they do that in places that have had trains for a while, Colleen? 
Um, actually, they just passed a law in Illinois where you get a $500 fine for passing the the crossing guards and stuff. But no, we don't have commercials. Yeah, we run commercials all all night long. Stay off the tracks. Uh, the train is heavy. Colleen, what's with all your perfectionism? Um, I'm a little bit obsessive compulsive about things. Uh -huh. <laughs> I smell a eating disorder, Drew. Could be. You ever have an eating disorder? No. 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 And uh, you, you said you moved away from home for a while. What was that all about? Um, I went to school. College? Um, yeah. And so you moved away to go to college? Uh, well, I moved two cities away because it was cheaper for me to live there than it was and go to school because I was going to community college uh. um, to go to the school I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Community college. Um, leave me alone. Um, that was for you, Adam. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so all right, listen. Wait, 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 wait. All right. No, wait a minute. We spent too much time. Even though four minutes of the call was me yapping about a train. Right. Yeah. Here's the deal, Colleen. Uh huh. Uh, if you want a man, and you're interested in a man, you find time for the man. Uh, you're giving us uh, your okay, resume okay. about getting up and working hard and doing this as if you're trying to sell something to us and to yourself. Uh, I don't buy no, 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 it. No, no, if you no, want, no. I'm I'm more than willing to make time if he's worth it. Well, but, but you, I've you had got, way too I think, many people distract me from the things that I really want. I think I think you've got to approach it the way you approach other elements of your life. You obviously are very career minded, very hard working, and if you put some effort into your relationships and are careful with whom you choose to go out with and how you meet people and put an effort into it, pursue it the same way you pursue everything else, you will eventually meet somebody. Unfortunately, it probably will be the wrong person because uh, it will be what she thinks she needs and not what she actually needs, but okay. I never buy the, uh, the time thing. When two people are into each other, they find the time, and then they wait in between. Yeah, but she's not meeting anybody. That's the okay. Hey, uh, 14 minutes of the show, Drew. Whack the mic. Beautiful. Elena. Yeah. You're 15. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is my problem. This girl and I, we used to be best, best, best friends. And about three months ago, we got in this big fight, and we decided never to talk to each other again. And then um, we, like, almost got in a fist fight at school, but the principal broke it up or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we haven't said a word to each other for, like, three months. And, um, like, when we were best friends, we used to trade each other's clothes and stuff. And I guess they, like, still have one of her pairs of shorts or something. And um, she wants them back. And um, mm -hmm. she told me today that if I don't give them back to her by tomorrow, then she's going to fight me. Uh -huh. And um, I don't want to give them back because then people will think I'm scared to fight her. But I would anyways because I don't really care. They're just shorts. Uh, don't uh -huh. give her the shorts back, okay? What? Give her the shorts back. Really? All right. Give, give her the please. Don't fight her. Don't fight her. What is this? A goddamn homework hotline here but or it, something? But, it, but no. it's uh, best oh, friends please. again, right? Best, oh, this, this, please. You know the best friend thing where, the, where people are always amazed at how the best friend would take the girlfriend or the boyfriend away. Oh. This is what's really under the best friend relationship. Let me this, tell this you. This is in, in more honest state. I have done uh, extensive research over the last uh, 16 to 18 months uh, on the best friend. I, uh, I urge everyone within the sound of my voice who's under 25, uh, get rid of your best friend immediately. Now. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I mean, uh, right now. Get rid of your best friend. Uh, they will have... Uh, they will uh, feel up your sister. They will have uh, sex with your girlfriend. Uh, they will uh, or boyfriend or boyfriend. Uh, they will uh, cheat on uh, one of your parents. Uh, they will steal a sweater and not give it back. Uh, and threaten to kill you. Threaten to kill you. They'll fist fights, uh, famine, and locusts, all caused by the best friend. Uh, the best friends will whoop your ass. We hear calls all night long. Oh, my best friend, blankety blankety blank. Did you have a best blank. friend when you were growing up? Uh, I, you know, I had like a best friend for two years and then I had another best friend and then I had another best friend and another best friend. 
but I stopped giving the best friend um, title. Title. And like I said, when you get older, uh, you you no longer have best friends. There, uh, you have either a wife and or pornography, uh, and or pornography, and then you have um, a holes you work with. But there's no best friends. There's just people you kind of tolerate. It's an interesting phenomenon. And that's where the trouble then comes around, because if you get married, like, if you get married at at 18, uh, the uh, best man, a no-brainer. But if you get married at 38, it's a little weird. Yeah. Because if you get married, like, when you're 35, and you're a guy, and you got to pick the best man... There's the guy you were best friends with in high school. Who's mad. But you haven't seen the guy in 10 years. But still, he was your best friend. And then there's Phil at the office. You see the guy every day. You go out and have a few beers with him on the weekends. And you guys have been pretty tight for the last five years. Right. But he's not really your best friend. He's a guy you met at the office. Because you don't have best friends anymore. You don't have best friends anymore. You know your life is on track when you have no best friend. (laughs) Just uh, people you owe money. Ed. Hi, how you guys doing tonight? 23. You have a best friend, Ed? Uh, yeah, a couple of them. I want you to kill him. Okay. Before I get to my question, Adam, I have a question for okay, you. Okay, here he is. This is the guy what? from Arizona. Hello? This is the guy with the jar. The mason jar? Yep. Mason jar? What are you talking about? Don't you recognize him? Yeah, it does kind of sound like you. What's the mason jar? What is this? Yeah, Drew's usually wrong, though. All right, go ahead. Okay, Adam, my question for you is, why do you always judge people by the cars that they drive? You always say that... Gay people drive convertibles. You don't trust people that uh, drive Jeeps on, you know, with lifted uh, tires and stuff. And, right. and you don't like people who spend a lot of money on trucks and trailers. And this guy's an asshole. Uh, yes. Yes. I do say that. Yes. And why? Why? Yeah. Well, that's the way I feel. Well, we're not bad people. Well, listen. Or are you jealous because you can't afford one? It is. Uh, uh, first off, uh, I'm, I'm sure I could. Uh, secondly, the answer is yes. He's jealous. Okay. All right. Now listen to me. It is. And, and he couldn't manage to take care of a convertible. It is a fact. It is a, a clinical fact <laughs> that gay people love convertibles. Gay I guys. Convertible. And I'm not gay. Love convertibles. But, All right. But well, that's, guys uh, do too. that's still uh, that's not been uh, settled yet. It's a good way for picking up women. <clears throat> that is true, and dudes too. But you got to bring a joint with you. But the point is, is uh, look, they're straight guys who like convertibles. What is the joint thing? Gay guys drive around in convertibles. Uh, pick up guys are hitchhiking and ask them if they want to get high. Unless oh, I've hitchhiked three times in my life, three ti- three different gay guys uh, came along, three different joints, three different blowjobs. I'm telling you, Drew, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm a real man. I'm straight. I have a convertible. What kind of convertible? It's a LeBaron. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Wait a minute now. But my second car is a crew cab dually. <clears throat> oh, you drive a dually. Yes. All right. I'll respect that. You crew didn't. Cab. You didn't. Oh, that, yeah. It's got four doors. It balances right. out, huh? You didn't lower the dually, did you? Oh no, it's four wheel drive. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm all right with that. You, yeah. you, you've got the yin and the yang. Yeah. All right. And anyways, uh, my question is, um, um, I, I uh, inhale helium several times a day. Why? I'm in the entertainment industry, and I have to disguise my voice a lot. I was wondering if there's side effects and uh, is there any damage to the brain. And what about you? <laughs> well, what about your butthole being the size of a mason jar? What What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, all right. What do you mean you have to inhale helium to disguise your voice because you're in the entertainment industry? I do discount puppet shows out of the back of my van and to you know make different voices for the puppets. I inhale helium. Now listen. Wait a minute. Hold on, it. 
There's no man who drives a dually who does discount puppet shows out of the back of a van unless he's trying to, uh, you know, um, get his uh, hands in the pants of underage kids. It's a good way to meet women, though. Women, are, you know, they think you know you're cute with the kids and all that. Ed, Ed, are you are you serious? Are you serious? Are you yeah. serious that you do puppet shows for a living? Of course I do. Uh, give us a couple of voices then. Well, you know, I don't have helium with me, you know. Yeah, but uh, do your best shot. Give us. I don't think I could do that. I, I feel silly. Come on, Ed. I got to be drunk when I do it. What are the characters' names? Uh, oh God, I really feel like a fool. Okay. I, I couldn't do that. Nah, before. it's bogus. Yeah. Oh, well. Now, yeah. now, listen, Ed. I want the character names. I want the scenario quickly. Go, or I'm hanging up. Okay, well, the, the story is, you know, like a rabbit, a teddy bear, you know, flying a kite and stuff, and there's like a little background with clouds and a moon and stuff. It's, it's, it pertains to small children, and in the hopes that some good-looking women will walk by and catch it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, in the short time that Tyra was here, and I know she was feeling uh, sick. Tyra Banks, uh, if you uh, just tuned in, was here, had food poisoning and had to leave, and actually had a vomit bag on her lap. Uh, she's a dear thing, and she will be back soon. But I did talk to her just briefly off the air, and she said, um, uh, you know guys doing a puppet show or anything around here? She seemed really enamored with uh, she was a she she had a, uh, she wanted to do a, uh, have a foursome with a, uh, Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. Oh, you know what I'm saying, Drew? And you, you, Cecil you know and Beanie, else? I believe. I, I, uh, to make, uh, I'll tell you what, that guy was either uh, the mason jar guy, or he also <clears throat> sounded like one of the jerky boys. Yeah, he sounded like yeah. him, but he didn't sound enough like him. He wasn't good enough. Right. All right. Uh, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call, please. Uh, here is Brooke, who was molested two years ago, and she is having difficulty talking to men. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back. Love line on ninety-three point. Hey, this is Adam Carolla, and now back to Love Line on ninety-three point seven. The Edge. Hi, this is Shirley. And this is Steve. We're from Garbage, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ah, uh, very well put. This is Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. This is Love Line. The phone number, 1-800-LV-191. Fax number, 310-85. Hold on. Drew! Jesus Christ. What the hell was I saying? Fax number, 310-854-4455. So nice of you to join us, uh, Drew. <clears throat> Just chewing the fat back there no, while I'm I was slaving over thanking, a hot mic. Thanking Tyra Banks people for being so kind and nice. And they were appreciative of us being appreciative. And, oh, really? Well, yeah. that's the way it should be. Yeah. Everyone should appreciate me being appreciative. Well, no, they weren't talking about you, but anyway. Oh. All right. Yeah, but uh, this leads us to a point. Yeah. And this is, uh, as you know, I've uh, had a uh, tantrum or two about a guest or two on this show uh, in the time that I've been here. And uh, my last one was about what's-her-name from Baywatch. And here's the situation. Uh, we just want a little respect. It's all right. It's all intentions. Now, look, if someone's sick, someone's sick. Right. Um, um, I hope I wish them well. I hope they get better from whatever's ailing them. Well, no, she, she, this is more than intention. This was full respect. She came in that with her vomit my, bag. That is my point. That is my point. And that's enough. She, she's a dear, sweet uh, supermodel, and she can come back anytime she likes right. uh, now. Uh, it's just when they don't give the respect, uh, they don't bother calling, they don't bother showing up, uh, I don't know, where the hell, whatever happened to, uh, what the hell am I trying to think of, um, what's his name from Weird Science? 
Oh yeah, but nobody nobody knew. Anthony Michael Hall. Right. We never found out what happened. Like no, for he, instance, he disappeared for five days. Everybody said Anthony Michael Hall was supposed to come on this show like uh, was it a month about, ago, uh, six yeah. weeks ago, yeah. or something like that. Uh, just never showed up. No, he apparently was. A, in, he vanished off the face of the earth. And never called the publicist. Nobody uh, could find had him. No idea where he was. Yeah. And then uh, it's been six weeks, and uh, to the best of my knowledge, we've never gotten a phone call. Mm -hmm. Now, see, that's disrespect, bro. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Just don't don't waste your time on a tantrum. Here we go. Well, now you're making me want to have a tantrum. I know. Uh, Brooke, eighteen. Hi, I have a. Well, mine's kind of weird. Um, well, you said before I was molested when I was about two years ago, and. I noticed, well, until recently, I mean, I thought I got over it and everything. You were molested at the age of 16? Yeah. Who molested you? Uh, old guy was visiting. You mean rape? Or, or what does what no, molested no, mean? Just fingered. Really? And wh why did you allow that to happen? And and I, I I mean that in the most respectful way. Yeah, and not, I mean, why didn't you because sock the guy? I felt completely overpowered by the situation. What was the situation? Well, a trusted friend. What was the situation? Um, I visited him because his wife was schizo, and I mean, I built a friendship over years, and I mean, I should have taken the warning signs like he tried to kiss me longer. Longer? Well, I used to hug, I usually hug people goodbye, mm -hmm. and he would try to kiss me, and I would say no. And where did you meet this guy? <laughs> Nursing home. How old is he? Seventy something. Really? Uh, I, I know this is horrible atrocity, but uh, still, you have to have a certain amount of respect for guys in seventies and still able to rape, Drew. No. It all depends on the point of view. There. Are you serious? How old? This guy was seventy. What? I don't know. He was at least seventy. All right. Uh, I don't know. Drew's got a dollar out. Hold on a second. Uh, just hold on a second, Brooke. <sighs> sake i don't have any cash drew oh please what really? about those chips yeah where are, where are those chips could you find those chips producer ann she's not listening to the show and uh, mike do you know where those chips are he's gonna get them mike's getting the chips uh all right, let's just use chips for now on. <clears throat> for now all right but we have to be able to cash the chips in that's right the uh lovely listener who sent us these uh incredible leather chairs and there has to be at least uh at least uh, you know two cows and a goat worth a hide on these chairs. Yeah, Amazing wow. chairs. Where where is her? What is her name, Drew? I wanted to give her a plug. She also sent some chips out so we could yeah. gamble. Engineer Mike has brought them out since uh, producer right. Ann's not listening to the show. Take yet. stuff home, this is, which is mine. All right, uh, listen, Mike. You don't have to dump the entire contents of the What's goodie bag out and yell at us. Just give us the damn chips. It's mine. Oh, Mike has to teach us a lesson on the air. <laughs> Engineer Mike grabs uh, two sacks full of crap and dumps the uh, capsize them it's on the Julie, console. Julie Kaminsky from uh, Kentwood Office Furniture, uh, Rollwood Rolling oh. Road, Itasca, Illinois six three zero seven seven three one 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 zero. That's just call and tell her thank Kentwood you. Kentwood Office Furniture, the leader in office furniture for over a fifth of a decade. <laughs> All right, I love that place. All right, we have chips here, Drew. All right, uh, they're, they're $5 chips I have. Let's make them worth a dollar. Right. Shall we do that? All right, yeah. All right now these are redeemable. Oh, and I'll hang on to the chips. For a dollar. All right, but let's uh, count these things and stuff. I, I want this to be official. Are you serious? Are these chocolate? Yeah. I could eat these? That's just what scares me is I've... Well... All right, all right, let's just gamble here. Just put your damn... Uh, Drew? Yeah, see. 
All right, that's a dollar worth of chocolate now. Right, you're eating your dollar, Drew. No, I'm not. That is one of your chips. Come on. Right, you're you're going to belch up 50 cents. All right. All right. All right, listen. Uh, let me just give you the right amount here. All right, how many do you have here, Drew? You got them. All right, that's five. Uh, you got five, I got five. This is five dollars, Drew. Wait a minute, I got four. You ate one of yours, Drew. All right, we got to throw one out. All right, we each have four. All right. Wait, let me see how many you have here. I'm going insane. Okay, four. you got four, I got four. All right, these are a dollar. There you go. There's my buck. You want to gamble? Yeah. All right, smart guy, let's go. Um... Mmm, just real chaotic, abusive family system. It may it may even be still intact, but uh, a lot of uh, hostility and uh, uh, you know emotional abuse. Emotional abuse. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with. Um, I've been wrong every time the last uh, bunch of times we've gambled. I, I want to think that she's been touched in some inappropriate way before, before because be. she hasn't been able to stop. I'll say some inappropriate touching. Okay. By have, Somebody. Someone in the neighborhood. Could have been even another peer, potentially. Potential peer. Yeah. Right, what line was she on? Uh, two? two. Yeah. Okay. Brooke. You're both wrong. Uh. <laughs> okay. All right, but here's your here's her problem. Brooke is 18. When Brooke was 16, well, she was felt a up. Um, for a minute. All right, wait a minute. All right, well, let's take another call. No, no, no. Let's I, I, was she telling me to shut up? Yes. All right, I, I love not, her. I'll not, I'll not She's tolerate wonderful. that. David, David let's go back 26. To, come on, wait, no, we're going back to Brooke. Brooke? Yes. The, look, okay. the, the, what you understand. What I'm to say is, yeah. Adam, listen. Okay, I... I value friendship, and I figure you have to sacrifice some, and I was feeling nervous at the time, and I tried to visit him less and less, and the last time I was going to visit him, this happened. Well, here's what we're getting at. are at home. I never had any emotional abuse. I mean, I didn't have the best relationship with him, but I was never touched inappropriately. I'm a virgin. Well, I consider myself a second-time virgin, not by my choice. What, what, what does that mean? Well, I consider being fingered, being violated. Yeah, but that doesn't, you don't lose your virginity. Well, technically it's oral sex. Oral That's sex? That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> because That's he was uh, eating ribs before that? Well, how, how is it oral sex? Well, I would consider it stimulating yourself is oral sex. And if someone else is stimulating you, it's oral sex. No, 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 Brooke. Oral means mouth. Oh. Not auto. Oral. Yeah, there's auto... Uh, erotica, and then there's the autofellatia, which if, <laughs> if I could do that, I wouldn't be here. And uh, yeah, an oral sex is uh, oral, like oral hygiene. Mouth. Okay. 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 Uh, Brooke, here, here's what we're getting at: is why are your boundaries so poor, and why are you a victim? Why did you freeze and not give him a right hook? Well, and there's reasons that people get that way. Well, I don't know. I lied to get out of the situation. Because, I mean, when he started it, I mean... Brooke, I, I, I forget about the situation. Wait a minute. I want to discuss the situation for just one moment, just because I'm curious how, how it unfurled. This man is in his 70s, and you met him uh, because you're doing some work at a nursing home? Volunteering. Volunteering at a nursing home. And uh, he was in the nursing home, I'm guessing. Yeah, he's residential. And, and this took place in the nursing home? In his room, yes. Uh, okay. And his... Uh, are you a nurse? No. His wife... She was volunteering. His wife is uh, where? 
she was on a different level of care in the nursing home. Uh huh. Schizophrenic. I see. She hated anybody. I see. So you befriended this uh, older gen, and you guys became friends over what period of time? Two, three years. Oh, so it's a long time. Yeah. And he did show some signs of uh, inappropriate and advances. I stopped visiting him as often, and I would start thinking of excuses. Not to go visit him. All right, I uh, listen, this is somewhat understandable. When uh, people have a relationship with an older person, uh, sometimes, especially when it's that old, it, it's like, uh, uh, not, forget a father figure, it's a grandfather figure. And there's a certain, uh, I'm sure Brooke is very respectful of older people. That's why she got involved with this. So Drew, stop shaking your head. I'm trying to go down somewhere here. And uh, somehow she got drawn into this. Perhaps he'd uh, given her a... Uh, uh, shot of uh, Metamucil or something. I don't know what they drink there. The, the point is this. Uh, you went into his room, and he started making advances. What was his first advance uh, on this night? Oh, he made an excuse that, oh, the furniture was all wet, so all you have to sit is here on my lap. And I said, automatically in my head it went, okay, how to get out of this? Right. And I immediately started thinking of how to. But you still sat on his lap. I, I mean... I respected him. I thought, okay, he can't be doing wanting to do this. Okay, so I, I understand. There's some you're, way to get out of it without saying you're 16. You're young. You're confused. And okay. and then what happened? Well, he started kissing me, trying to French kiss me. Uh huh. And then it went to reaching under my shirt. What happened when he started to French kiss you? <laughs> I wouldn't let him. Uh huh. I pulled away. Uh huh. And then did, did, did you say anything to him? I said, stop. Okay, but he wouldn't stop. Right. Okay. And by that time, his hands were already under the shirt and everything, and I was thinking, great, how to get out of this now? Right. And then his hands meandered to the waistband. I had elastic waisted sweatpants things on. Uh-huh. And then it went underneath underwear, and I was like, okay, excuse me, stop this. And what? He said, no. Uh-huh. Well, you know, figure he's got one foot in the grave and one hand on your crotch, and he's going for broke. So, so I just said, well, I better go. My mom's waiting for me. And you left. And he said, oh, you better not tell your parents about this. And I said, I know. And how long did this go on? I mean, this episode. Five, six minutes, maybe. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's a long time to be doing something that's uh, miserable. I know. Did you get any kind of pleasure out of it? No. no. So I'm not trying to be demeaning or anything. I'm just saying uh, sometimes even if you're having uh, you know, someone is committing a crime against you, some, there, and there's some part of your mind that goes, mm -hmm. no, nothing no. there. No, no, uh, no uh, you didn't enjoy it at all. No. Okay. But the, but, but the point is, is you, you couldn't act on it. No. Okay. And that's what we're trying to figure out. Now you feel... I... I thought I got over it and everything, and I'm, I'm very outgoing. I like to, I'm athletic. I like to hang around guys more. Because uh -huh. most of the girls around here, they're wimps. Uh, where's your dad? He's in the home. What home? Our home right now. Uh -oh. just, my just call that at home, because you just, got, you just got felt up in a home. The home. Yeah. All right, so he's in the home. Yeah. Your home. Yeah. And you have a good relationship with him? Yeah, better than with my mom. Better with your mom? Better than with the mom. Oh, I see. We just argue all the time. We never got along. We never see straight. Uh-huh. And is it a self-esteem thing? I mean, why most people would have stood up and said, hey, old man, 
uh, I'm calling the nurse. You're busted. Well, if you went any farther, I probably would have. No, uh, no, no. No, no, no. No. That, no. that was plenty far. The, the, the French kissing was plenty far. Well, I mean, I was stupid. I was 16. Okay. All right. Oh, I didn't know how to get out of it. All right. I, I, listen, here's, uh, we're worried that this may happen again. Well, I'm, I'm afraid to be outgoing to anybody because I'm afraid anything will happen. Right. I'm even less trustworthy of my close friends. I'm... Okay. I mean, I have a friend. I've known him for years. All right. Uh, l listen, Brooke, here's what's going on. Uh-huh. It's not so much you got to worry about trusting your friends. You have to trust yourself. I mean, you have to trust yourself to, A, steer away from people that are making inappropriate uh, advances, friend or, or old friend. Any intrusions. And then when something happens, you got to trust yourself to react and get the hell out of there. Well, you know what I'm saying? You, have, you, you need much, much, much better boundaries in your relationship, Brooke. This whole, this whole relationship uh, was some sort of fantasy. I don't know what you were acting out in this relationship with this old man. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, it, it was not a healthy situation, obviously, because who you thought he was is not who he is. You built him into something that he isn't. He obviously had particular intentions. And he, he may have an organic problem, frankly, that may have led him to be so sexually inappropriate. People that are in nursing homes have organic brain syndromes that are typically associated with this kind of behavior. So it's not, it may not have been any kind of premeditated, willful thing. But it's you and your relationship with people and your lack of boundaries and your inability to be a separate person and then stand up for it and assert yourself. You are going to have trouble with men unless you learn to do that. All right. We're running way late. Um... I'm sure there's a lot of our older listeners are standing up if they can and cheering. Uh, this is like uh, the uh, geezer pedophilia. And uh, we'll be back. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Shenanigans. High school, what you trying to think about? Brian, I'll be right shenanigans. back. Hello, I'm Simon LeBron. And I'm Juan Cucurula from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Mwah. Just for you. Yes, uh, two men who are very much into their sexuality. And rightfully so. Nice guys, though. It's kind of weird. Like, uh, I never met anyone from Duran Duran before um, started doing this show. Except for, uh, well, there's John Taylor, but uh, it was a like nice a year ago. Everybody from Duran Duran, the uh, nicest guys in the world. Yeah. It's kind of weird. You'd think they'd have some attitude. Especially uh, Warren Cucurillo. Uh, Warren sent me uh, his, like, uh, Let's Get It On uh, guitar solo CD. i got to bring that in there. we got to, like, uh, make line a bed. What do they call that engineer, Mike? The music we were just hearing? Bumpers? Yeah, we got to do that bumper thing with that. Uh, good guy, good music. All right. Phone number 1-800-LVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew eating his earnings as we speak. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> We've. Uh, I'm out of money, so we're using chips now that are going to be redeemable for money. They're basically like those uh, pirate... Uh, coins you bought when yeah, you were a child. Those or gold doubloons. Right. right. And they're beautiful looking, except for they're filled with chocolate and Drusy eaten. Most. We I mean, ate the, the $5 ones. The Look, we had one extra $5. I mean, the 25s. What do you mean? There's uh, This is all I got. 
Oh, hmm. okay. All right. So eat the twenty-five dollar ones, Jaime. Ah, you got a uh, you got a high rolling colon. <laughs> That's Drew's name in Vegas. Uh, the high rolling colon. All right. Uh, write that down, Drew, please. Hmm. David, twenty-six. Yes. Um, I'm calling because um. I've been having, I've been in this re relationship off and on for about five years now, and ha am having a real problem with mm. actually allowing myself to love the person I'm with. Mm. Why? I'm not sure. That's the whole thing. Have you ever had a love relationship? Yes, I have. And what was that like? <sighs> it was so long ago. I don't remember. How old were you? Oh, God. Um, probably 13, 14 years old. How old's the guy you're with? I'm not with a guy. I'm with a girl. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. I'm puzzled. Uh, have you ever been with a guy? No, I have not. Really? Um, how long have you been with this girl? Off and on for about five years now. Five years. And uh, maybe it, uh, and you have loved before. Yes, but you can't. Uh, say you love when you're you were seventeen or something. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right, fourteen. I mean, you, what the have, hell? I, I listen. I, I loved uh, Cecil and Beanie when right, I was fourteen. Right. It's, it's really not love then. I mean, that's some kind of infatuation. Now it's but... turned to lust. But uh, <laughs> what, what happened with Beanie? that? What happened with that relationship when you were fourteen? Uh, basically, it was one of my first relationships, and. Um, it was going good for a while until she dumped me and went out with somebody else. Mm -hmm. How long did that take? Oh, God. We were together about four months. Hmm. What else is going on with your life, David? Like, how so? Well, how's work? Well, I don't have work. Aha. Uh -huh. How come? How come? Uh, legal problems about six months ago. What happened? Got a DUI. Hmm. Lost my license, wasn't able to go to work. Are you in recovery now? Uh, yes, I am. How long have you been sober? Oh, God. Um, it's been... I think it's been a good month or so. Where okay. were you working? That, that, that would not be sobriety then, David. It would it? Well, well I've, yet to, I've yet to meet a sober person that can't tell me how many days they've been sober in the first six months of sobriety. Well, I'm not doing, like, the AA thing. That's what sober is, David. David, that's what sobriety is. That's what sobriety is. You're a dry drunk unless you do something about your alcoholism. Okay, well, I've done AA before. Well, how I bad can AA a dry for, drunk be, though, Drew? I did AA for four months. Yeah. Did you have a sponsor? went back out. Did you have a sponsor? Yes, I did. Right, I you, two of them. You sound very angry, David. Would that be true? Quite possible. Were you abused when you were younger? No. Never? No. All right, so what do you do for money now? I work for my step-parents. Uh-huh. Who you hate? Or my stepfather. You hate both of them, don't you? No. Where, what do you do? This yard work. Yard work? Yeah. You mean like rake leaves and stuff? No, like um, paint in the barn, um... Building things. Oh, really? They got a nice spread, all huh? Lawns, all that stuff. I wish my parents had some sort of yard I could work in. <laughs> and some barn I could paint. 
Hey, who, who I'm from with? North Hollywood. It's like, hey, somebody wrote, uh, there's gang writing on the garage again. Go uh, go get that off. Your biological dad was an alcoholic, is that correct? Uh, that is not correct. How about your mom? Yes. She's the alcoholic? Yes. Okay. And by definition, that has to affect your relationship with her. Okay? And so it, it results in certain kinds of trauma for a child growing up with an alcoholic parent. Okay, but the really weird thing is, most of the time it'll be the alcoholic that the child doesn't like, right? No, not necessarily at all. Sometimes sometimes the alcoholic is idealized by the child. Uh, yeah, but it was the exact opposite. It was my father that I didn't like. Right. What did your father do to you? Uh, he was he began having a, having an affair when I was about 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, before that, was your relationship like him with him like? It was it was pretty decent. What's we went it? hunting. We went camping. Fishing, the whole nine yards. Hmm. More than I ever did. Standard. And then you hated him. Then you hated him all of a sudden when he had an affair. Yeah, because he was never there anymore. Uh -huh. All right, David, we got to go to break. Okay. Let me let me tell you what's going on in your life. Okay. Uh, this uh, unable to love thing is just a manifestation of a lot of anger and a lot of confusion and a lot of uh, misplaced feelings and whatever else is going on and, in and your alcoholism, life. Frank, right, I mean, and alcoholism, frankly. Let me just let me just state the right. tools of recovery. Uh, listen, Jesus. the tools of recovery properly applied will help him through all that stuff. That's a fact. He will get better and have a fulfilling relationship if he first takes care of himself in sobriety. If he doesn't do that. All the therapy in the world is not going to help a lot for him. All right. That, that's been proven over and over with alcoholics. All right. But I'm saying he has bigger fish to fry than whether he's truly in love with his girlfriend right. or not right, right. now. Absolutely. Uh, for Christ's sake, he's 26 and, uh, you know, uh, mopping the barn. Uh, cleaning up, um, uh, you know, uh, pony crap uh, because he, he has his license confiscated. You got to get a job. You got to get out there. You got to get on your own. You got to, you know, I, I sense a lot of weird depression, hostility, yeah. and weird stuff yes. in his voice. Oh, yeah. You gotta enjoy yourself. Uh, listen, I guarantee you, you will screw up every relationship you're in. And 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 when I say relationship, I don't just mean love relationship or um, intimate relationship. You'll screw up your work relationships. Uh, you'll screw up your friend relationships. Just screw up everything when your when your life is miserable. I mean, especially when you're that angry and hostile. Yeah, aggression is it does not make for good relationships. Thank you, Drew. I began to float up and wave through my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Loveline returns, they're going to be Loveline on 93.7 The Edge. They come from all across the country, converging in one designated city. One by one, they cram into one small club. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.